0: Joe
1: Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience.
0: Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night! All day. Hello, Josh. Hi,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt. They let me out. They they the let Aussies you out let of your prison out. colony. Oh my goodness. Isn't it
0: strange how Australia's reverting back to what it originally <laughs> was?
2: <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> but now they now I mean Omicron's going crazy there now. Now we're now we're open. But I it's mean, a cold.
0: It's Omicron yeah, well, yeah. is a cold. Yeah, yeah it's it is not now. the Delta. It's not this dangerous one.
2: Well, we're, we're embracing it wholeheartedly. We've Good. got, we've got uh, like, I mean, we can talk about all the numbers and stuff. But the like this whole this whole like kind of theory that Australia has become a prison colony, and there were definite excesses over the past couple of years in the way that some Australian states yes. dealt with it. Uh, but since the first of November, when the biggest state. New South Wales, where Sydney is, where I'm from, basically was like, all right, we're open, we're letting people you know, come in from abroad, we're not going to have quarantine anymore, you're allowed to do whatever you want, we're not going to oh, have any, any restrictions and stuff. It's been, I mean, I was looking at the, at the, the numbers this morning just before I came here, we've got, uh, there were like 1,200 new cases a day in November, and now there are between 60 to 100,000 cases a day in a state of... 8 million people so it's about
0: 100,000 cases a day. Yeah, wild. so it's
2: about the equivalent of uh, if I adjusted it for the US population it's about 800,000 to 1.3 million a day in the US, which it's, is about I think what it is probably right here. now. But for Australians it's like <laughs> what the hell is going on? But it's a, What's a different about?
0: completely different virus. If it was that many of the delta it would be very scary. Because a lot of people would be dying.
2: Well, also, I mean, timing wise, like we, a lot of people are vaccinated. You know. I mean, like New South Wales is ninety-five plus percent vaccinated. But the vaccinated, vaccine isn't so.
0: working for Omicron. Well, if you for, look at the numbers, hospitalisation
2: and death—it is. It's not. Well, just, no, no, it, no. no. Hospitalisation and death.
0: People aren't getting hospitalised and dying off Omicron. Well, it's
2: not the same disease. It's not the same, but it would still be a very different situation if no one in Australia was vaccinated than if 95% of them were vaccinated. If it's an escape
0: variant, which is what some biologists believe, right. then no, because it doesn't have the protection. The vaccine doesn't provide the protection from this particular variant. Yes, it does. From Omicron? Yeah, yeah. In, what way? in terms of hospitalization and death, it does. Hospitalization and death is not an issue with this variant. It's not causing people to be hospitalized and dying on large scale.
2: Well, not the same. It is, though. It is. I mean, like, if it's half as... The the way the epidemiologists put it is, like, if it's half as bad but ten times as many people get it, then you've still got five times as many people in hospital.
0: It depends on who we, what you're talking about. If you're talking about people with massive comorbidities, yeah. Well, yeah. But well, any cold could do that to people. Yeah. I mean, so partly, are we going to vaccinate for colds? <laughs> because that's literally what this is. Like, my friend who just got it had no idea he had it. He had a scratchy throat. Yeah. And then he got tested, turned out that he had it. And he said, I felt nothing the next day. He I goes, mean, but the- I'm still positive for a couple of days and I have to lay low. But this is not like the Delta. This is not even no, like the but original I mean, even, version. I even
2: even the vast majority of people who got Delta didn't die from it and weren't hospitalized from it. I mean, it's all a numbers game, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. But it's a rougher disease. It's yeah. a, quite a quite a much rougher experience for people that got the Delta.
2: I mean, the problem is if you you know you don't need something to be very deadly. If three hundred thirty million people all get it, then
0: I want to know if this is true because I, I was reading this paper oh, they were saying that Om- that the vaccine is not protecting people from Omicron. See if you, what you can find on that. They, what they were, it, this biologist what was calling it an escape variant, and he was saying essentially it's, it's a completely no, different it is.
2: strain. It, it, I mean, it depends whether you're talking about testing positive on a test, which is part of the problem, right? Or whether you're talking about hospitalization and death. The vaccines mm. are effective against Omicron in preventing I don't hospitalization know if that's true. and death. But everything but
0: but 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 stop because Omicron is not causing hospitalization and death. It was like 2 months in in America and they still hadn't isolated a single death
2: that they could attribute to Omicron. That's just early days. 2 months? 2 months is <laughs> thousands
0: and thousands are, and thousands of people, people that are infected.
2: A lot most of the people in hospital in Australia are Omicron.
0: Omicron makes va- Biden's vaccine mandates obsolete. There's no evidence so far that vaccines are reducing infections from the fast-spreading variant. Infections, not hospitalizations I don't think. If it, but I don't think it's effective in no, that no, way no, either is. because it's not It's not causing hospitalizations and deaths
2: it is. in the same way. <laughs> it is. <Omicron laughs> not in the same is? way. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. No, no. Listen, one of the things that they've isolated is that there's a, still a significant number of people in this country that have the Delta. Yes. Because uh, Delta didn't just go away. No, that's true. And they're saying that most... Most by far of the hospitalizations and the deaths, for sure, are from that variant. That'll change. I don't know if you're right.
2: Well, the I mean, what are you a fucking like, so- <laughs>
0: soothsayer? I'm
2: a journalist, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the part of the hassle of it is that it doesn't. I mean, for most of us, if you're not very old and you're not very fat and you don't have a comorbidity, then the hassle of the whole, of this whole thing that's going on at the moment with Omicron is all the. Do I have to isolate? Am I going to be able to cross a border? I mean, I've been traveling for the past right. month from Australia. I was released from our, our prison aisle uh, as soon as we could go. I was, I was like, I'm, I'm
1: out of here. Have
2: you thought about escaping forever? Because oh, you no, used no. to
0: live over I used here.
2: To, yeah, I lived more of my life in, in the States, yeah. my adult life, than when I did in When you went back to go on TV, Australia. I was kind
0: of sad. I was,
2: I was like, ah. Uh. I, I honestly feel like... So warm towards you, and I feel so—it's so nice to be. I did I did this show six times when you were in LA between yeah. like 2014 and probably 2017. So I was living in New York and working on uh, on HuffPost Live. Yeah, and uh, went to Australia, had twins nightmare of like babies and work and then the pandemic hits and like you know kind of a good time to not be able to leave the country because how much fun travel can you do when you've got two screaming babies next to you anyway but uh, as soon as uh, as soon as the borders opened and and the state government was like you're not gonna have to spend two weeks in a quarantine hotel when you come back into the country anymore uh we left
0: what is the state in, in Australia that has the most ridiculous rules? Western Australia. Yeah. So they have rules where you can't even go to work now, right? Oh, Unless you're vaccinated.
2: Uh, oh, so the, there are a couple of things that could be perceived as crazy. One is uh, like different rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Yes. But the other is also just like being a hermit kingdom. I mean, is that so what it like, is out there? Well, well so Western Australia. <laughs> I should probably, put, well, I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack and give. I can give some context to this in a sec. But just to finish my thought about like jumping across borders. So I've been going to. I, I was. I was in Europe, and uh, I sent my partner Sean and, uh, and and our kids to his parents in New England to see the grandparents because you know the grandparents haven't seen them in two years. That you know it's the big pandemic reunion, and I was like, I've got to do a little bit more work in in Sydney. So you take the kids. Uh, by yourself thank you Sean I'll go to Europe and meet up with some old mates and some family in in Europe and this is like in sort of September, October so sort of pre-Omicron and I'm like it's going to be sweet pandemic's basically over the Delta wave has uh, (laughs) subsided (laughs) I'm being loud out of the box we're going to go and have fun I'm booking like nine hour train rides from France to Switzerland I'm hitting up my mate in Rome we're going to go to Sicily we're going to do all this stuff and then Omicron just starts coming and I've spent like the past four weeks I feel like like Indiana Jones with a burning bridge and I'm like running across it, and the bridge is just <laughs> falling apart as like the borders are clanging closed behind oh me. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm just like new rules, new testing. Do I need an antigen test to get into Switzerland? Do I need a new piece of paper to say that I haven't been a close contact? Do I need this? Do I need that? And all this stuff. It's been, and like then the, the final night before coming here to the States and you know you need a, uh, you need a negative test to come into the United States. You can't, right. you, they won't let you board the plane unless you have a, a test
0: do you have one to have a test when you before. land? Or you have to, oh, one day before. Yeah,
2: you can't get on the plane one to even come One day before is kind here. of
0: funny, though, because you could easily be positive and get on that plane.
2: Well, uh, true, but I mean, it's also a pain in the ass because, like, it used to be three days before, and then Biden was like, we've got to really crack down on this and make it one day before. Well, I'm that's like, like, way you way you got more a million logical. cases a day in America anyway. <laughs> like, just let me <laughs> in. I promise I'll isolate. Like, I'm not going to infect anybody. But... So I find myself in Milan and uh, it's my last night and this is just before Christmas. And my kids and my partner and my in-laws and everybody are, are all preparing for Christmas. In New Hampshire, it's gonna be beautiful, snowy. The kids haven't had Christmas with their grandparents for three years. And uh, I get to this, uh, this little hotel in Milan the night before I need to do the test and fly out to, to Australia. And the, uh, the guy at reception is like, <coughs> oh, no. <He's> like, <coughs> 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 <laughs> like, literally, like, <coughs> oh, hmm. Jesus and, like, Christ. As I hand him my passport, he's like, <coughs> all over my passport, he hands it back to me. And so I get into my room, and I'm like, all right, what will be will be. I mean, it you know, I can't control this. And then right outside my door, I just hear him going, he's sitting, sitting in the hallway Right outside my door, as I'm trying to go to sleep, and it becomes like, I mean, this dude's got COVID. Like this, he has some serious Did respiratory. Did you ask him? No, I didn't want to be anywhere near him. I would ask him, "What are you doing,
0: man? What are you doing? Go home. What are you?
1: Absolutely." And
2: Do so you have
0: like... COVID, sir? <laughs>
2: So the whole night I'm hearing, and like it's even getting me anxious, not about me catching it, but for his well being. Cause like he starts doing that like dry, retching kind of heaving, like you can hear his Jesus lungs. Jesus Christ, like, oh, and ah, he's out work. Ah, 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 like, well, that's. Just how, uh, and it's like one in the morning, so I open the window, it's like minus seven degrees Celsius, like, you know, 15 uh, degrees or something Fahrenheit. I open the windows of my, my room and turn, turn the heater up to about 110 degrees <laughs> and just lie with my face like halfway. Like air. snowflakes coming in. I'm just like, I, uh, I don't care about really catching it that much uh, uh, but i do care about um I do care about not getting the, vac- the the test so the next day when i get the test i'm like oh my god have so,
0: you had covid so at all
2: no i haven't really no. interesting well australia i mean the weird thing about australia has been what people don't don't understand when they think what the hell is going on in australia when they look at those videos of like you know people being locked up in detention centers for 2 weeks just for being a close contact or something and this is not to say that there hasn't been some Overreach there, there has especially since it's sort of a state by state thing in Australia. So yeah. you know there are some states that have gone really hard, and other states that have been a bit more loosey goosey about it. And the borders of the states have been closed. Like you can't, you haven't been able to go for long periods of time when there's been a big outbreak in Sydney or a big outbreak in Melbourne. All the neighbouring states just go no, nope, putting up a police blockade, wow. and that's it. You know, you you know just keep it there. So like Western Australia, where Perth is has had essentially no community transmission of coronavirus the entire time. And on February 5th, they're going to open up and let it let it in.
0: So don't but they're they're the ones who have the wackiest laws, right? Well
2: they're the ones who have like if you if you want to go to Western Australia from even another Australian state, like imagine California had just been completely closed off from the rest of or like maybe Alaska is a better example. Imagine Alaska had just said, All right, no one is coming into Alaska in March of twenty twenty and there's no COVID and that's it. And then like you just go on about going with normal life in Western Australia no masks, no school closures, no social distancing up until recently all all this is changing a bit with Omicron. And so they've been like, well why would we let it in? Like why would we have all of the disruptions to our lives that the rest of the world has had to endure if we can just go to the beach and go out to restaurants and and live normally. And they've had an attitude and that was the attitude of the whole country up until basically 4 months ago you couldn't come into the country unless you spent 2 weeks in managed quarantine and the idea was not as some like alt right troublemakers here in the states try to put it that like the country was just going to turn into North Korea and remain a hermit kingdom forever the the, the point was get everyone as vaccinated as possible get all of the ICU beds that you can like get your ducks in a row we know that there's a, we know that we have a we have a fight on our hands coming and to be frank Because Australia managed to eliminate coronavirus in March, April 2020, essentially, eliminate community spread of it, there's a whole bunch of fat, old, (laughs) and sick people in Australia who, to be blunt, would be dead in America and are, or the UK, or Italy, because those are the people who were kind of lost in the first cull in New York and Northern Italy and London and places like that. So it's been like a, a managed kind of
0: Well, Australia is a very reopening. different kind of country, right? We, we have to lay that out for people to understand. Yeah. It's as large as a contigu- contiguous United States, but it has less people than California. You have less people than Los Correct. Angeles.
2: Yeah, depending on how you count it. You can Not count officially. Mexicans. Yeah, <laughs> you always think that LA is, is like well, LA what, 30 has million millions
0: of of illegals. You know, yeah. They really don't know.
2: So Australia is Australia is halfway between Texas and Florida, mm. population wise. Interesting. Twenty five million,
0: and it's enormous. And so enormous. you can block. What about the supply chain? Do they have an issue getting the supply chain out? Yes. To, yeah.
2: Oh you mean in normal Western, times or in like covid covid times uh covid times i mean everything is screwy everywhere isn't it yeah. with the supply chain stuff and it's like it's hard to it's hard to get things to get things around i mean like i i kind of feel like if you could give it's like the rest of the world had the luxury of not having not being able to control coronavirus and there's this kind of almost um, it's almost like a survivor's curse or like a, uh, a a victor's curse, where the countries that have been able to successfully keep it out, so South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Australia, are broadly like the basket of countries that have taken what you might call a a zero COVID approach, where for the first year or year and a half of the of the pandemic, they were like, we're going to have massive contact tracing of everybody who tests positive we're going to close the border and make sure that the virus doesn't come in and we're going to stamp out every instance of community transmission because once it once it get once it runs away then you can't get control over it anymore um and we'll willingly bring it in when we're ready to do so instead of allowing it to just come in and go. willingly bring it in it's funny well i mean yeah that's that's sort of the thing but how how the hell do you do that like new zealand yeah. new zealand and western australia are jurisdictions where like if you've never had it and you've got no experience of it, what politician would have the guts to go, all right, my, you know, my little cloistered population of people who've never been exposed to this pathogen, let's just bring it in voluntarily and manage how we do that. That's the conundrum that they face, and that's the conundrum that New South Wales, my state in Australia, on November 1st was just like, well, okay, now or never. We're, we're as vaxxed as we're going to be, as we're ever going to be. We understand the treatments now. We're not going to go through what New York and Northern Italy did you know, in March of 2020. Uh, Let's do it. Let's see how we go. So cases have been doubling basically every week in New South Wales for the past few weeks.
0: What is it like over there in terms of the recognition and the discussion of vaccine injuries? Is there suppression of it?
2: Well, I've been thinking about this, like, and what is suppression and what is just the sort of habit of the media elite to find certain sources credible and certain sources non-credible. So like... uh, We've given nine billion doses of this of the vaccine so far, right? Almost nine, four, Oh, because yeah, multiple yeah almost four billion yeah. people have been fully vaxxed. There's no widespread incidence of worrying disease. That doesn't mean that there aren't worrying disease. Well, yeah, people aren't dropping drop, dropping dead from the vaccine in those five billion double doses. But that doesn't mean that there aren't side effects. And yeah. so, I mean, I've I, I've tried to do a good job well, of s- not. Some
0: people are dropping dead,
2: right? Yeah, just not as many as you would if you infected all those people with COVID.
0: Well, it depends on who the people are. Like, if you're talking about the young soccer players that are dropping dead, I don't think they would have
2: died from COVID. So, I mean, I think the... Well it's again, it's a numbers game, isn't it? I mean it you is. only need a one in even if there's only a one in a hundred thousand chance or a one in a million chance that someone with a, a particular risk profile is gonna die of COVID, then you're right, that the the balance becomes different when you're talking about let's say a fifteen year old male's risk of COVID and a fifteen year old male's risk of uh, of some side effect from the vaccine than if you're yeah. talking about an eighty two year old Person who's got you know right. some Very pulmonary different. disease right. or whatever.
0: Well, that was a lot of people's um, impression that we, we should have done early on is protect the vulnerable and and concentrate on protecting the vulnerable and not mandate it for everybody, particularly for people that may have like for young boys in particular. There's an adverse risk associated with the vaccine it's like yes. a two to four fold increase in the um, instances of myocarditis yes but you know what hospitalization the, you know that there's COVID.
2: an increased risk of myocarditis in among that age cohort from getting covid as well which exceeds the risk of myocarditis from the vaccine
0: i don't think that's true i don't think it it's is. true i don't no, no, no i don't think it's true that there's an increased risk of myocarditis from people catching covid that are young versus increased risk of
2: myocarditis from the vaccine no there is there's both. Well,
0: let's look that up because I don't think that's true.
2: <laughs> There's both. I mean, there let's, are there are like we're well, talking people about very, certainly very, very... do
0: get myocarditis from the yes, vaccine. That's right. In fact, my yeah. friend John Wayne Parr from Australia. Yeah. Uh,
2: he's a world Muay Thai
0: champion. He he's actually, in Western
2: Australia as well. He's or?
0: no, he's outside of
2: Melbourne. Oh okay. Um, well, they've had the worst, I mean, they've had the he, harshest lockdowns in the world in in Melbourne. He
0: had uh, he had a heart issue from COVID.
2: Yeah. No, and, it does happen. he's super fit. Yep, I mean, it does happen. It's yeah. rare. But uh, I don't
0: think it's, I don't know if it's myocarditis. He's, he's just had some sort of a heart issue, and apparently it's gone away, and he's out, and he's recovered. Yeah. But uh, even a guy like him, who is super fit, mm. can have issues.
2: Absolutely. But, but I mean, people who are super fit can have issues from getting COVID as well.
0: That's what I just said.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. I thought you said it from the vaccine. No, no, no. Oh, right, right. No, right. he had COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, totally. I mean, neither, you know, in an Do you an know anybody world, that's
0: had bad reactions to the vaccine?
2: No. No? No. Really? Yeah, I don't That's wild. Maybe you guys are getting fake vaccines. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Again, whatever they gave Biden, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> it's just sugar water. There's
0: not a fucking chance that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. real. Did you aspirate that? They didn't uh, aspirate yeah. it. Did you <laughs> no, notice? They just shoved no, no, it in. Them. You're not supposed to do it that way. That I shit know. was 100% saline. I
2: was looking at. I was looking at when they were vaccinating me as well. I was like, I, now, now I'm just getting nervous. No, right I now. mean, look, there are. There's a risk profile of everything, and as a broadcaster, yeah. on because like, I work for the public broadcaster there, so I'm like sort of the, uh, I suppose the the big bad media elite like mainstream media person um, who other people might criticise as being part of a um, you know a group of people who haven't necessarily covered themselves in glory in being uh, as open as you might want them to be about yeah. all of the well yeah I think people have a have a chip on their shoulder about the way that the mainstream media has dealt but to, with but issues to
0: of generalized mainstream media well, that's as one, what i say uh, that's the, what like, i say overall it's not one big thing there are a lot exactly of people the like way.
2: there are a lot of people like me <laughs> who work in the mainstream media and are so many of my colleagues at the abc who are genuinely committed to the truth and sure. to trying to and and will you know i will absolutely i know that there's no long-term gain in trying to cover o- cover yeah. things up or trying to bullshit people. Well, or especially
0: to- a person like yourself that has had a career initially from the internet, which yes. is, I've always felt for you was a better platform anyway, because it's unrestricted and you can be wild. You yeah. can say whatever you yeah. re- <laughs> really feel and you have, yeah. you have very strong opinions. And when you have very strong opinions and you work for a gigantic corporation, those very strong opinions could harm advertiser revenue or mm, or fuck mm, with some mm. narrative that they you can get
2: look I don't get I haven't I haven't felt pressure. You that's know, great. I haven't felt any pressure. I was like, hey I'm doing Joe Rogan they were like, great, Godspeed, that's great. No one was like, oh my God, what are you gonna say? Like, you know, are you gonna like bring the ABC into disrepute or something like that? They're pretty that? chill about
0: it. Who is that one lady who is uh she's like some health minister over there is like saying everyone's just gonna have to get used to taking vaccines, we're gonna get have to get used to boosters, used to COVID vaccines. <laughs> She was like real terse. I didn't see
2: that, but I love your face bitchy. when you do that. Well, that's bitchy what Australian she was accent. doing.
0: That's what she was doing. Have We're seen- all gonna have to get used to vaccines. Like you- fuck
2: you. <laughs> We're
0: not gonna have. To- Who the fuck are you, lady?
2: Have you seen the Jacinda Ardern, New Zealand? Uh, Prime Minister, yes, uh, her like telling people that she's that they're gonna have to get used to living with COVID or something. Yes. They're gonna open up, and she's it's yes. literally like she's yeah. a school parent. Exactly. I mean I have no political agenda against her or anything, but the manner, exactly, like the sort of this officious kind of very exactly. like, what am I a baby? What exactly. are you, my like exactly. my mommy?
0: Well, this is the problem that with with government, right? With people that have power over other people, it's why we restrict power because if you give people a, an enormous amount of power to control whether people come and go, whether whether they can work or not, what schools they can go to, what sh- stores they can shop in, they exert that power. The, the kind yeah. of people that run for office enjoy power. They're fucking weirdos. Mm. They're Mm. not normal people and they're not healthy. It's not a healthy job to wanna tell people you're just gonna have to get used to COVID. (laughs) Just gonna have to get used to your vaccines. Take your medicine.
2: (laughs) Now I wanna know who this was. If you
0: don't eat your meat, you can't have your pudding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We don't need no education. Mm, Uh, um. If you don't eat your meat, you're not going to get your pudding
0: Myocarditis is more common after COVID-19 infection than vaccination But is this with children?
1: Uh, Yeah, we're talking about young people Men and boys aged under 30 after this this is what it says here
0: With with children
2: is the issue Well, no, we were talking about 15-year-olds
0: Well, we're talking about young children So, yes,
2: 12 to 17
0: 12 to 17 molecular adult myocarditis with three months of catching COVID at a rate of 450 cases per million infection. This compares to 67 cases of myocarditis per million at the same time following their second dose of Pfizer.
2: Yeah, so you're about eight times likelier to get myocarditis from getting COVID than from getting the vaccine. That's interesting. Now, that, that, being that is said, not
0: what I've read before, but also it's like. When, even when we're reading these things, it's like, what are we getting this from? It was this from well, the vares report, but even from the vares reports, when they report this stuff, it's like the amount of people that report, the um, like it's the under-reporting, depending upon who you ask and like what it is, it's either 1% under, like with uh, Harvard did a study on the VARES report about vaccine injuries, and I think they were talking at the time about the uh, HPV vaccine. And they said it was 1% of the adverse events were reported by the VAR system. And I know people that have tried to report things in the VAR system. It's very complicated.
2: Yeah, yeah, It's very
0: difficult to do. So I don't think we get a great idea. I, not, don't,
2: I don't trust American I don't trust epidemiological data very much. But the fact that it's a global pandemic and that there are lots of like wonky geniuses in Germany and like South Korea and stuff doing a lot of this research as well, I think that uh, in general I sort of trust the consensus of most of the people who are smarter than me about it. That's, yeah. that, that's the data that I've heard about it. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting. It, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Like, what's next? What's the next? What's the next wave? What's the next wave? Well, what...
0: my friend who's a biologist believes that this is essentially acting like an active vaccine. He's, I hope so. He thinks that Omicron being is so mild that it's essentially going to give people immunity. It's going to go through the population. And uh, it, it doesn't come with it a lot of the issues that the other covid Um, variants have come with, like uh, the lack of smell and the lack of taste, even though a lot of people are testing positive for both at the same time.
2: Delta and Omicron. Yeah, my friend,
0: his buddy is vaxxed and boosted the whole... He's in his 30s, too. Mm. He's been in the hospital for two weeks.
2: I don't want you to get away with uh, saying that it's too mild, though, because just like... I mean, I was just... I just spent um, New Year's up in... uh, uh Vermont with uh, a, a nurse who works in North Carolina, I think, and she was like, it's like it's like this I've seen this movie like run before and I'm, and she was like so overworked. Yeah, it was like Groundhog Day. She was like, it's like Delta all over again, like the hospital is filling up again, like there are all these people, it's almost all unvaccinated people and like she's run off her feet. No one can get any time off. No one can get any like it, it does cause a huge amount of complications it's not as it's not the same as it was in the past but when you give a whole bunch of people who haven't previously gotten it or even if they have but it's a while ago a new respiratory illness like shit happens you know you, yeah and the, by the way they roll the dice
0: there's and... not when people are getting tested they're not telling you whether it's omicron or no delta. that's right no, like, no, so that's we don't true. know and delta no, sure. still i think isn't the delta still the prevalent strain in america I think they believe and again this is not based on like super accurate 100% testing. I think they think that Delta's the still I think it's like sixty uh, percent.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's neck and neck, um, since there was a lot of Delta here anyway. So you're going to have a lot of endemic infection, um, you know, from people who have Delta. But because Omicron's so um, infectious, yeah, it's crowding out all the Delta, at least in Australia and a lot of countries. It's Unless cr- you and, catch in
0: both, and then you could also you catch both. that and the flu. But when some you... people have flu, Rona. <laughs> have you seen that?
2: <laughs> is that worse? Like, when yeah. if you get both at the same time, is, oh, it like yeah. a, is it like COVID on COVID, or is it just? That's it's just worse. the top of COVID to it's,
0: No, no. There's, these people are catching the flu, and, well, one of them happens first, right? So their immune system is is already breached. Right. And then flu gets in there, too. There's also Delta Deltacron.
1: Deltacron. Yeah, that's Deltacron. what I told you
0: Matt, Matt had. Matt's buddy had. Oh. That's what I was just saying. Oh,
1: really? Well, yeah. This just says it in Cyprus was the only place they've discovered it so far.
0: No, Matt's buddy has it. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Matt's buddy tested positive for Omicron and for Delta at the same time. He's in the hospital. <sighs> Yeah, and again, vaxxed and boosted. Mm. Cyprus reportedly discovers a COVID variant that combines Omicron and Delta. Well, that's, that's, that's here, too. You could find it in fucking Austin. Man. Fucking Cyprus trying to take credit for this shit that's <laughs> happening everywhere. Fucking Cypriots. <laughs> 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 How dare they? So dare other they? than that, uh, one thing that Australia's <laughs> done that's really good is you don't have kids masked up.
2: We don't have kids, Ma. I mean, that's the thing. The, the weird thing is in all this whole like, uh, you know, Australia has become an authoritarian, fascist dictatorship kind of rhetoric that I've seen come- pouring out of the states. We like to say that. Uh, we like yeah. to make fun of you. <laughs> I know. First I know. of all, you used to be a prison colony, so it's like it's logical. Guilty as charged. I mean, we we take pride in that. We Do take you? pride, in- yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, I think like, it's great in the attitude of Australians because they're kind of wild folk.
2: Yeah, you remember yeah. like uh, you remember like Nipplegate uh, when like uh, Janet Jackson. Jenna Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. When when shit like that happens or like when, you know, uh, yeah, Clinton and Lewinsky and stuff like that. Yeah. Australians just look at each other and go, Thank God we were settled by convicts and not Puritans. <laughs> Thank God we're crooks. That's and true, not right? well, Like your ancestors were crooks, at least. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's a fun place. So, the, I mean, so what's, you know, when you close the border and you keep the virus out, then the, it, you know, the consequence is not that life gets more uh, oppressive. The consequence is that you're able to maintain this little fantasy land of continuing life, life as normal. So there have been these... Sort of weird, kind of brutalizing overreaches of some state police enacting like local laws about, like I interviewed this woman uh, on my radio show in December, and she. So in South Australia, which is one of the states, they were continuing to insist that if you are a close contact of a, I don't think they do this anymore, but they were continuing to insist that if you are a close contact of someone who has uh, COVID, then you have to isolate for a week, right? And if you can't isolate for a week by yourself. Then they might just force you to go into one of these quarantine hotels that used to, that were initially right. set up for people coming in from abroad. Yeah, that was a whole part of the system, like people coming in from abroad, two weeks in a hotel, or you might have seen uh, like images of these concentration camps in Australia, like you know these dum dums like Tim Pool or go like it's a concentration camp uh, when there there's this like. Uh, large facility, which was originally just sort of bungalows for workers who worked in the mining industry or something, right, they got you, repurposed into.
0: You realize that they have to stay on the porch and they can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah you have seen that there. video. That's like, a little bizarre. Yeah, right? I mean it's it's a little overreaching.
2: There's also it's a little overreachy. They've also got Netflix. They got free Wi-Fi. They get three. Yeah, but you're nice stuck in a, a fucking house. Like, yeah. you
0: can't go anywhere because someone told you you can't go outside. Mate, that's there's, the price
2: you pay for coming into our great country. But
0: that's nonsense. So we don't have to wear masks. There's no no transmission. Mission out, outside it doesn't doesn't get transmitted. Outside. I mean,
2: any time a government imposes rules, there are always going to be like edge cases where the rule gets stupid. You know what I mean? It's right. like Djokovic coming into Australia. and like, well, his visa wasn't like technically correct, and they are going to let a,
0: him play now, right? And, I think so. Yeah, I think this, you know, They
2: put him in a hotel. He's a flight risk or something. I mean, it's like you know, rules everywhere are, are silly once yeah. you start trying to enforce them and trying to. Look what do you guys
0: do in, in terms of early treatment if someone catches COVID over there?
2: Not a lot yet, but I wish we were doing more. Um, I wish there was more.
0: See, that that's one of the things that drives me nuts. Yeah. Because as a person who wasn't, wasn't vaccinated and got early treatment and got over covid very quickly. Yeah. I was like this narrative that the only way to beat covid is to be vaccinated is mm. nonsense. Mm. It's well, nonsense.
2: I mean, there would be I mean so the, the, I think the idea of getting everybody vaccinated is a way of avoiding what you were alluding to earlier which is like can't we just protect the really vulnerable people? Nowhere has done that successfully. Well, you're like, not going to yeah, be able to
0: do that unless you take them out to Western Australia. Well, exactly, and drop them that's off. right.
2: What are you going to do? Like round yeah. up everyone over the age of if they 70. have any
0: contact with people? Look, they got it in fucking Antarctica. Yeah, it made it yeah. up to Antarctica.
2: Yeah, so it's and like, not Western Australia. So, <laughs> so Antarctica, 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 they have no cases in Western Australia. No none? community transmission. I mean, they have like you know one or two cases in managed quarantine facilities. Like one might escape, and then they go and <laughs> crash tackle the a guy and put him in put him in a hotel.
0: I wanted to ask you about there was. There was some awful reports about them taking the Aborigines and forcing them against their will to go hundreds of kilometers to some other places. I'm glad you raised that. Is that real? Not
2: really. Not really? Not really. So what happened was there are these communities out in Catherine, which is this really remote part of the Northern Territory. If people think of the Northern Territory, think like Crocodile Dundee— like really, 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 really seriously remote. Like you just mentioned that Australia Mm -hmm. is the same size as the contiguous United States and has the population of, you know, not even the population of California. Uh, So everyone's huddled on essentially that 80% 80 of the population lives on the East Coast and then a bit on the West Coast and then you've got Tasmania. And everything in between is like just you can fly over it for four hours and it's just red desert with nothing there. And there are indigenous communities who live out there and they'll often live, you know, there'll be 50 people who all live in the same sort of area. There are, you know, grandparents sleeping with kids. There are. It's not a situation in which anyone can realistically isolate. Uh, they don't have air conditioning. They often have comorbidities. Their life expectancy is low. Uh, it's a really, really tricky situation. And since the start of the pandemic, like health experts have been like, shit, what happens when it gets into those... Communities. I mean, that is just gonna that's going to be like dropping a match on a tinderbox. It's just going to explode. It's going to be horrible. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles from the nearest healthcare. Uh, what are you going to do? So they enlisted the assistance of the local indigenous leaders to be like, okay, if there's an outbreak, then um, what do you want to do? The local leaders were like, we'll send them to Howard Springs. I mean, put them in the air-conditioned you know bungalows where you can't cross the line outside, and you know that they, they actually spend their two weeks in quarantine so that these people, these indigenous communities don't get ravaged by coronavirus. They're also fairly vaccine hesitant. So there's been a lot of attempts to get vaccination rates up among indigenous Australians, but it's slower. So do they
0: grab them and take them to these places?
2: Uh, So these stories are lies? Well, what do you mean by grab? So there was like, so there's this bloke who, there are a couple of people in the Northern Territory who claimed to be like indigenous leaders. I don't know if you saw the video of like that, that bloke. Well, there was a woman and then there was like a bloke with some other indigenous looking people around him with like a flag behind them who were all like saying uh, this went viral. Uh, uh, I think Marjid Nawaz retweeted it in um, in the UK uh, and it, and he was like, you know, Amnesty needs to look into this. They're crash tackling us and vaccinating us on the ground. They're forcibly vaccinating us. It's like a, you know, a denial of human rights. And I saw that and I was like, Oh my God, how have I not, like, how have I failed as a journalist in Australia to understand that this is happening? So I looked into it and looked into it. This guy is like, I I, I, got notes, I got, I got notes, mate. Did you come in with notes? I didn't want to get anything wrong. I've got the, I mean, it's (laughs) mostly data. It's mostly like the number of cases each day and all that sort of stuff. Data. So data, (laughs) data. So, uh, this guy is one of those guys who he believes that Australia is actually owned by the Vatican and that therefore all police officers are uh, employees who don't the guy have in to that be video? obeyed. yeah I'm going to see this I need to look in his crazy eyes Can you find um oh like probably look <laughs> crazy for, um, man Australian, Australia flag. yeah Australian indigenous uh, uh, amnesty uh call out or something like that uh he's uh he so he thinks that um he thinks that covid is a US plot to against China. It's Stop. a bioweapon against China. <laughs> it's a Chinese bioweapon against America, isn't it? Oh, no, I, think got, I think he's got it upside it. down. But Fauci he's in Australia. It in his right, yeah, so maybe he's got it upside down. Oh. Uh, and like, he thinks that vaccines are bioweapons and that the COVID swabs that you take are carcinogenic uh, intentionally and all this sort of stuff. They're not and,
0: carcinogenic intentionally, but I did read that there is an element in the swabs that if it was in large doses could be carcinogenic. Isn't that everything? Yes. Right. well salt will kill you yeah.
2: e- eat a pound of salt good luck <laughs> it's like in California where every building that you go into has that sign on it that says this building is known to contain carcinogens <laughs> and yeah. I'm like well yeah, yeah of yeah. course it is so anyway this bloke so there. in other words what did happen we're going to find the guy
0: got him yeah,
1: I, I, I need better search terms I've never seen it I don't know what I'm looking for <laughs> try,
0: um, <clears throat> um, try
2: uh, that's oh, I don't, I mean, I don't want to throw the guy under the bus anyway. throw him uh, under the bus look
0: Come on, I like crazy people.
2: Um, <laughs> if try, that... uh da, maybe David Cole um uh flag video or something. His name's David Cole. I
1: think so. Okay. Out back Australia in the information wars. Something like that. So
2: it's all part of like anyway.
0: Okay, so my it's point, a little my wacky. Point is
2: there are it's crack- a
1: little
0: Q-anani.
2: Yes, and so okay. he claims to be a um, he claims to be a representative of this um, First Nations nation, this Indigenous nation. But when you actually like um, a journalist colleague of mine, so that's is not him? the actual video. I'm not sure if that's him or not. That looked like blood um, at
0: first. I was like, "What has he done?" <laughs> and I realized it's tie dye.
2: I was just sort of taking a guess. Freedom so, rally. Well, I mean, that would probably be... Oh, yeah, okay, so this article... This is actually a good article. So people... if people go to this article, this explains everything, right? Outback the Information Wars. Matthew Blackwell, who wrote that, is an actual journalist in the Northern Territory who has contacts in the Indigenous community there. And they say, we don't know this guy. He doesn't speak on behalf of us. We are supportive of the uh, the Northern Territory government isolating people in this way at Howard Springs. Now, we can have a whole conversation about whether or not it's appropriate for like, what do you do with the like three teenagers? Three Indigenous teenagers broke out of Howard Springs, which isn't hard—you just sort of walk out and climb a small fence. Uh, and you might say, wasn't well, that an infringement of their human rights?
0: Is this him right here? Yeah, this is, is this him? talking about the Vatican. I oh, but let it's me an hour-long.
2: Hour so just I don't give me know. a little bit of it. All
0: right. I want to hear. It. Is um, Northern Territory, Australia.
1: It talking? It's the
0: twenty-fifth of April. Uh, Sydney and Brisbane for the kids when they went down there for school and stuff like that. But primarily been here my whole life and. Um... I think you should be arrested and, and so for wearing you, that shirt. <laughs> you, you like it here more than anywhere Did else. You, else. That? you, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be here, right? Oh, I absolutely love it here. Uh, but isn't it? It's magical. Yeah, it is. It's a good place. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is my sixth
1: visit to uh, to. Darwin. Screw forward it a little out. bit. I don't Still. want to hear how great that
0: place is. I want to hear about was the an Vatican. Having a show when he
1: had he. Just jump in and, and one
0: of the things I wanted to compliment all of the indigenous people for, b- because of all the horrific bad shit that's, it's not even a thing of the past. And it's just more subtle and institutionalized now, but, but, but the, the indigenous people here as a whole have been so. This is boring um, me. Yeah. Scoot, yeah. Scoot so ahead. I'm not
2: casting
1: any expressions w- on wanna, this I guy. Hear I to him talk. Let me, I'll. Looked at the Just give me.
0: There you go. Let me hear his voice. I want to hear. I want to hear craziness. There's no mistake about it. But isn't that just unthinkable?
1: Man, this interview. loves his voice, doesn't t- he? Yes,
0: that's Look, a problem. All, all these, all these, um, and they're the henchmen of the bankers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, it's all. It's all controlled by the by the banking system, um, because of this. People
1: worship the money thing, and it, okay. it does, it's not even real. So, you Sound know, there's this whole video.
2: alt-right ecosystem of Americans who are suddenly very exercised about Australians' rights, who, as you can hear, like, go over and we're like, Oh, like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's all part of the new world, world order and all this sort of stuff. He's entitled to his opinion. He, You know, i got got no beef with him, um, but he's not a representative of the Indigenous communities there. The Indigenous communities themselves are, like, working hand-in-hand with the Northern Territory Government. It's... To some extent, I suppose, an infringement of an individual's human rights, if you're incarcerating them, essentially, for two weeks because they're a close contact of a, of a COVID case. The alternative is that that individual infects the entire community against the wishes of the community and against the wishes of the community leader when they're hundreds of miles from, you know, any health care. That's, you say the, that's that, the trade-off that was made. Yeah.
0: Is that – does the community agree to these? Yes. These relocation and these quarantine rules, yes, yes, so I mean, the, the community, community leaders have,
2: but do you need a, do you need a hundred percent like what what about the so there were like there was like a seventeen year old who broke out of Howard springs and was like i'm not having having to go at this, this is rubbish, I don't need to stay here, so not every single human being does, but if if you're looking at it as a public health thing a short-term public health thing to get through an emergency when the virus is just spreading in a very very vulnerable community then those community leaders have agreed to to that that's not it wouldn't be a permanent thing and for me i mean my concern is what i've been agitating for and what's made it a lot harder is the conversation here in the states from people like tim pool and people like that who it's sort of like you know, like if you had a buddy who you thought was a bit too strict with their kid or something, or like you know, you just sort of wanted to change his behaviour in a certain way, and you were like, "I think I, I think I can do this. I think I know how to talk to this person. I think I, I think the best solution is is a collaboration with them." And then another buddy of yours goes, "No, you have to say that your buddy is a child abuser, and until you admit that he's a child abuser, I'm not even going to have a conversation about this because your buddy is a a child abuser." Let's insist. You'd be like, "Hang on, hang what on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on." Comparison is this. This is the, this is what it feels like when Americans come and try and try to save the conversation that Australians are having with each other about these policies. So like, it's become a lot harder for people like me to go. Let's look at the human rights trade offs. Let's look at the health trade offs. Let's try to assess what's reasonable or what's not reasonable. When you've got all this chatter coming from some of these alt right people who are saying like literally, well, Jamie, Tim, you have the...
0: Tim Pool's not alt right. Well, not, and Majid is not alt right either. No, neither I mean, one of those guys are alt right. No, that's, not, that's an not, unfair assessment. I'm not you, saying Majid. I'm okay, not saying Majid. You're, you're using that pejorative to dismiss what they're saying. Well, like they Tim might in, Tim get in, really into these conspiracies, and you look at it on paper without the whole breadth of knowledge from the community, and you find out that these people are being relocated, and you do see those. Whatever you want to call them, camps, uh, you know, communities yeah, yeah, where the people yeah. have to stay on their porch. It's concerning to someone who lives in America. You yes. would understand how you would think of Australia as being this wild, free place. Yeah, totally. And then you see that and you go, oh, my God, they're reverting back to the way they were.
2: What The difference is that there are some people, and I, I sort of give Margaret a pass on this because I think I know him well enough to sort of think that he must just be sort of you know, not doing enough fact checking, but there are some other people, like Tim, who I feel like I've I and people like Claire Lehman at Quillette, who's the editor of uh, Quillette, have done a lot of work, like pointing out the facts, and then it, it doesn't go anywhere. It's like unless you unless you call them concentration camps and accept that Australia is on a path to become a fascist authoritarian dictatorship, there's no there's nothing to even talk about. Well
0: here. I don't think he's having conversations with anybody who's actually in Australia, unfortunately.
2: Well I've invited him on my podcast and he doesn't come on. Like we, he and I have exchanged you know terse words on Twitter where I'm like, mate, you're not helping. And he's like, it's a concentration camp. That's just so that you don't admit it. Mm. So it's more the tone of that's like- That's his voice on Twitter? More, <laughs> that's his voice on Twitter. You know what I it's reckon? The, this is, before willingness- I forget this, yeah.
0: this is what the myocarditis thing was that I was confusing. Um, Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter McCullough when he was on was saying that there's instances that they're recognizing as myocarditis that are very different with the virus versus with the vaccine. And that the instances of the vaccine, because- they thought initially that the spike protein was going to be limited to the injection site, but yet it's going to various tissue in the body, including the heart, and causing a completely different kind of inflammation. This is what his concern was, Got it. that the type of myocarditis concerned him far more from the vaccine, particularly in regards to young people. Versus what you would get from the virus itself, which is a normal inflammation of the tissue around the heart, or um, what did he say? Did he say fluids around the heart? And but he was talking about a normal level of inflammation. It's a different sort of thing. Again, I'm not the expert.
2: Got it. I mean the, the point of like uh, the point of all this. I, I suppose, just had to remember that to, um, at a population level, when you're talking about public health, I mean, I think the the goal. <laughs> for me and the goal for a lot of people is like, can we just get some semblance of normal life back? Yeah. And That's nice if we could do that
0: without fucking people up. Yeah. yeah, if, if that's
2: possible. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, I can I can fully understand the attitude of people in Western Australia or New Zealand who are like, well, we I mean, we've kept it out and uh, we've been but living of essentially normal, <laughs> we've been living normal lives. Like, I think part of the whole thing about Australia is also that we've been out of sync with where America's and the rest of the world has been at because- we got rid of it. We, like, there were 500 plus cases a day in March of 2020. We locked down through a lot of contact tracing and testing at it. It was doubling every 3.4 days initially. So you would have gone 500, 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, mm-hmm. 8,000, 16,000. Then you're off to the races. Brought it right, right down. Everyone's basically living a normal life during that first wave period between like, you know, April, May, June of 2020. Aussies are like, sweet, we closed the borders, we suppressed the virus, we're able to essentially live normally, we're not wearing masks, and we're not doing all that sort of stuff by essentially June of 2020. Well, what about and
0: those videos where you see cops arresting people for not having masks on outside?
2: So what happened in Melbourne was that then they got an outbreak, and they went really hard on a lockdown. I mean... Right. Well, what that,
0: you don't think that is concerning when yeah. you see that kind of shit where people yeah. get arrested and thrown to the ground because they, they don't have a mask on?
2: Uh, yes, I, I would think that's very concerning. Some of those videos that you see are also, like, uh, when you actually ask the cops about it, they were like, actually, we were arresting somebody for, um, like, that was a person being arrested for a crime.
0: No, but, no, there's videos where the guy says, is all this because I don't have a mask on? Right, are you right. serious? Yes, that's there's crazy. There's a bunch of those
2: videos. Yeah, yeah. That is You're
0: working for the state You seem like you're a little dismissive of any <laughs> criticism Of no, the way no. they've handled it in no, Australia I, No, no, no I, I, It's a
2: little the, bit No, part of the difficulty a little bit part of, difficulty, part of the difficulty Well, I don't mean to you're come across smiley, that way. a little smiley I don't mean to come
0: across little yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm A little dismissive Your new thin Fauci self Fauci You're all healthy <laughs> They got you on some
2: fucking government meds <laughs> I know what's going on over there, buddy. I am uh, I'm absolutely not, uh, like, diminishing the trauma that people in uh, Melbourne in particular have gone through. They've it's gone Melbourne through the longest, in particular? Yeah. So, so is, that it, state, is that state, uh, are they more authoritarian with regards to the way the police treat the people? They are more, uh, they have been, they've imposed harsher rules and they've enforced them more harshly.
0: Yeah. That's so not good, right?
2: No. I mean, not in my opinion. I mean, in Sydney, that's the thing. In Sydney you there's never been a point at which you weren't able to get a takeaway coffee. There's never been a point at which you haven't been able to get a takeaway meal from a restaurant. There's never been a point at which you couldn't jog along the beach. There's never been a point at which Did you kids have to wear had a mask be masked. jogged along the beach? No. Never? No. Um I'm not sure about the rules. So Sydney is not like a
0: mask place? You don't have to wear a mask outside? Now
2: it is because we've got Omicron up the wazoo. But But, uh, do you think
0: the masks really stop Omicron? Because they've been publicly stating that it doesn't. I mean mean, that Lena Wen was on uh, CNN saying that masks are essentially just facial decorations.
2: I mean the the Prime Minister of Australia recently said like he's not going to – when people were calling for him to extend mask mandates and things like that, he was like, look, masks are like sunscreen. We're not going to make you put it on. But like, just do the right thing and wear it, right? But if it
0: doesn't work, is it doing the right thing or is it posturing? We have this weird thing going on in America where people used to be able to wear bandanas, and they say, "Hey, that's not doing shit." You got this big open space, but sometimes people still wear face shields. Well, it's I mean, like here, and you can get your hand under it, like you're like a child.
2: (laughs) That's why I don't want to come across as if I'm dismissing all of the concerns about 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 Australia, (laughs) because one of the things like. I'd never seen a double-masked person until so last to week America? here I America.
0: go to San Francisco, they're, they're triple-masking.
2: Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah. on the plane next to me, there was this, like, very, yeah. like, clean-cut, like, gay couple who were sort of sitting there. No offense against the gays, I'm a gay myself. Uh, and they're sitting across <laughs> from me, and they've got, like – and I was like, I had to, like, sort of look at them – like a few times before. And I've been traveling through Italy, France, Switzerland. Like I went through the United Arab Emirates on my way here, all over the place where there are huge infection rates, but people are moderately sensible about things. And I think what part of what happens in the States is you guys go big on everything. And like there's a lot of partisanship and a lot of like it becomes an identity thing. It's like the mask is like I'm not just going to wear one mask. I'm going to wear two masks on this plane.
0: I say it's uh, the Democrats' MAGA hat. That's what
2: it is. I, I say. mean, it's, it's what it is. I don't it want is. to downplay my, look if if you 've got a if you 've got a respiratory virus that attaches itself to aerosol particles to liquid particles, then it makes sense to me that anything that can trap the the little li- bits of liquid that i 'm spitting out onto this microphone right now is probably going to reduce the chance that i 'm going to give it to you well so, it, uh, I
0: guess if you 're talking about spit flying through the air, but i don 't think that happens a lot. I think the real issue is the actual virus particles itself are so small they 're smaller than vape particles and yeah. you ever seen a The doctor on youtube that demonstrates how useless masks are so he blows vape through masks have you ever seen that? no i haven't seen that you should see it because it's pretty find that but the epidemiologists say that the worst say
2: that the the easiest route of transmission is is when they attach themselves to tiny 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 bits of water like tiny bits of spittle and like just the the mist of coming out of your breath the
0: mist coming out of your breath but it goes right through that that's how you breathe like, the, ty- the, the, the particles of Omicron, the particles of COVID, yes. are so much smaller than yes. the particles of vape. That's, That's one right. of the reasons why it's so contagious. I know many, many people who are religious with masks, and they've got COVID.
2: Sure. But, I mean, it's all a dosage thing, isn't it? I mean, at some point, like, I'm, I'm sure that over the past month, I've been bumping into a lot of people who have... COVID, right? I've walked past them. They've served me in restaurants, whatever. I've been in places where infection rates are extremely high. And for whatever reason, the particular dose that entered my system, when you match that with my immune system, was not able to kind of get a a handle on me. Look at you. You're spry looking. (laughs) I am strikingly beautiful, it's true.
0: You are. You definitely lost weight, right? Yeah. From the first time I saw you to today, you look like- I bet you're like 20 pounds lighter than when I first met you.
2: I put on about 30 pounds in the first year of the pandemic, and then I lost about 50 pounds in the second year ah, of the pandemic. that's it. See, I nailed I was it. Like, 20 pounds. You did. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I was just like, I- I'm, I'm going to become a fat man. You yeah. know? <laughs> I'm just going to sit here watching TV in did isolation. Did your husband give you a
0: hard time? <laughs> no. No? Okay. no, he was Ooh, like, oh, on your it. own. Yeah, on my own. He was own. like, gives him an opportunity to get fat, too. It's yeah. like, let's make it a redeeming <laughs> here. Right,
2: exactly. <laughs> he was like, I have to, in fact, he probably feels a little bit like quietly judged by the fact that I've lost weight now because now he's like, oh, man, that means he started taking up tennis lessons. He's like, oh, man, I've got to get fit now as well.
0: I have a friend who did that. He lost weight and his wife got a little upset that he lost weight. Right. Yeah. She's Stay like, with me always, yeah. in my mediocrity. We've always been like this. This is our thing. Yeah. I'm aspiring like, no. to
2: more. I'm trying to get jacked. I'm a bigger human. Now getting fucking pumped. Yeah, getting well, that, shredded. I mean, I also it was also good for my head. Like, not only do you feel so Here much better. Oh, yeah. Watch this guy.
0: He's showing the mass. I mean, you're breathing out of the sides of those things, man. I just don't know what the fuck those things actually stop. I mean, I, I think you could probably make some kind of an argument that less of it could get on you, but. If you're in a position where someone's breathing near you and they're wearing a mask, I think you're getting a fucking full load in the face. Look at this. I mean, come (laughs) on, man. (laughs) What the fuck is that doing? It's it's not stopping shit. And he explains in this, the size of the microns of the particles of COVID are far smaller than what you get from the But the the point isn't that it
2: stops it completely. It's that it reduces the dose. I I hope it does. I, I
0: think it doesn't.
2: Like, like, look at it coming out the side there. It's not coming directly out of his... It's in the uh, fucking air, buddy. I mean, like I... That I, Lena
0: Wynn lady who is the for- voice of doom and gloom on CNN, yeah. she's, she's even said that cloth masks are a little more than facial decorations.
2: Oh, cloth? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm sort of thinking about N95s that are oh, moderately is- well-fitted.
0: I mean moderately.
2: You yeah.
0: cinch that bitch down on your mug where you can't
2: breathe. <laughs> you can put it and down even you can then, triple mask it
0: your air is coming in, man. I don't I mean if, I think if oxygen's coming in, that shit's coming in too. No, I mean but I'm the- just guessing.
2: I'm just well, that's guessing. why I don't guess. I mean, I just listen, well, listen. to what epidemiologists say. I'm, I'm listening say. to
0: a fucking epidemic CNN But saying.
2: there's a lot... like I trust if a lot of... It's sort of like climate science or something. Like, mm-hmm. if a lot of people who really know about this say that a mask is going to reduce the, uh, the, the number of microscopic water particles that are coming out of my face that have COVID attached to it then I'll probably just wear a mask.
0: I wonder, because there's so much political shit attached to it, too. It's like you can't say that it doesn't work. I mean, she has said cloth masks don't work. I've talked to other doctors that said none of these fucking masks work. This is what my doctor said. Can you breathe with the mask on? I go, yes. He goes, then it's not working. He goes, the particles of COVID are so fucking small right. that if they're in the air in a room, he goes, it's one of the best things about outdoor transmission. Like, yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah, you're yeah, outside, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. Well, go that's anywhere.
2: the other thing about also here. UV like people, light kills it. A buddy of mine who lives in California we had like a. He was standing six feet away from a woman who was picking up her kid at the daycare where he was waiting to pick his kid up, and he's not masked. He's outside. It's California. A gentle breeze. It's like 75 degrees. And she starts jumping out Well, you're supposed to be masked. You're supposed to wear a mask in
0: California. It gives assholes an opportunity to tell people what to do and they feel righteous and you don't feel like you could really refute it. It's mm. one of those things. Like, put your fucking mask on. You're like, ooh. Mm. But those are assholes. The type of person that does that, particularly outside. Mm. They've always been assholes. I
2: mean, I think if we just cleaved off all of the left-wing assholes and all of the right-wing assholes, then yeah. the rest of us would probably just find a sensible accommodation. Like, if I'm in, if I'm on a plane, if I'm in an airport, I'm going to wear a mask anyway because I think it's courteous. Because I don't know if there are people around. I don't know if I'm carrying the virus. And I don't know if there are people around who are immune-suppressed or who are, who are super fat or super unhealthy who – it might do damage to. It's not a huge, it's, not, it's, no, it's no skin off my nose, really. But if I'm outside, I'm not going to put it on at the playground with my kids. I'm not going to put it on when I'm jogging along the beach.
0: No, some people want you to, though. It's, uh, I think it's one of those things where there's normal, natural human patterns of behavior dependent upon all the various factors that are in the community. And I think if you're in a community that's enlightened that has a, a like a lightened attitude and they're more relaxed you're going to get more people that sort of adopt that and if there's more tense people then mm. you're going to get more people that are on the edge and when you get like these polar opposite viewpoints, like QAnon versus BlueAnon, because BlueAnon, BlueAnon, I haven't come across that's BlueAnon yet. It's like all those wacky yet. Democrats that yeah, believe right. everything the Democratic Party does is right, good. Right. Nancy Pelosi's not insider trading. Right. There's a lot of people out there that believe that. Like you <laughs> might as well, have. You seen that meme? <laughs> this is a great meme. I'm gonna show you this meme, Jamie. I'm gonna send you this meme because it's fucking adorable. It's my favorite new meme. <laughs> uh, here, Jamie. I'll show you this insider trading meme the fact that I don't know how they work in Australia but the fact that um, sitting members of Congress have information about deals that are going to affect positively or negatively these companies and trade this one (laughs) No, it's Warren Buffett saying, <laughs> no one can say when a stock will go up or down. And then Nancy Pelosi said, that's cute.
2: <laughs> she's made $200 million. It's incredible, isn't it's, it? It's Has disgusting. She? Yes. Has she? Some, some is crazy number by. like that.
0: Yeah. No, she, I believe she makes $200,000 a year, something like that. And she's worth close to $200 million, mm. Mm. which is all from stocks. The amount it's, of stuff like, well, it's not me it's my husband <laughs> it's the one who's trading like how does he know <laughs> she has what the same face as the bossy australian health woman well they <laughs> the same human in my mind there uh there was a list uh that was just released of uh all the people from congress and the ones that beat the stock market this year and oh yeah right it's yeah. terrifying yeah no it's unbelievable it's like, i mean how the fuck do you guys all know what to buy. It's
2: so all the circles they swim in, man. That's I mean, gross. this is part of what like motivated Trump and it's part yeah. of what motivated Obama before him. I mean, this yeah. cl- they're like this keenness among the electorate to just give us someone who's not in that group of people of lobbyists and like insiders mm-hmm. and people who go to the same golf courses and go to the same have parties and have, Yeah, exactly, and they give each other like little inside tips. The whole exactly. thing feels like. And I think this is also part of what's made the pandemic really difficult is like this erosion of faith in yeah. institutions in the news media in and it's not unjustifiable in you know political systems in in bureaucracies and stuff like that, leaves everybody just spinning around like, you know, you've just had your head walloped in a Warner Brothers cartoon, you've got little Tweety Birds floating around your head going like, what am I supposed to grab onto here? Like, who am I supposed to trust? What am I supposed to believe exactly?
0: There's only independent news sources are the only ones I trust anymore. When I see something written in a mainstream publication or I see something on a mainstream television show, I always
2: go, huh. It's sad. Well, like, when did that happen? It happened
0: during the pandemic. For me, it happened during the pandemic. I just don't. I just think they're they're all captured. Mm-hmm. I really do. I mean, I think brought to you by Pfizer. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much of that going on. There's so much, and when you realize the pol- when the when you see the political situation, like the, have you ever seen the interview where uh, where Pelosi is? Uh, she's responding to questions, and someone asks her about whether or not you should be able to trade, uh, whether or not politicians and active members of congress should be able to trade oh my god it's hilarious
1: we should be able to participate (laughs)
0: She's such a shaky, weird lady, like a chihuahua. I mean, she's person. 104 years old. I don't she's, give a fuck how old she is. Like, why did why does she want to do that then? Yeah, she's that old. Why well, like you said before, that why does anyone
2: in? want to do? Well, why does anyone want to be a politician in the first place? Especially right. when you're as old as Joe Biden. Or, I mean, you know, no offense against old people, you can do whatever you want. But seriously, like, yeah. there's, there are other things, more interesting things to do with your life.
0: Well, I would think so. I don't think he has other things to do. I mean, I think his whole life has been about this weird sort of game mm. of influence and power and get, but now he's out of it he's so out of it that it's like there's a real justification for impeachment i think that if the the, the, the republicans take power and they have this ability to highlight all the the areas where are he seems for, though, to be don't you need to have done a, a crime yeah well you could you could probably there's probably i mean the, what is the 25th there's amendment there's the 25th amendment yeah, yeah. the
2: incapacity Thing. Yeah, you could argue that he's, that he's like that when they were talking about that with trump i was like man you open this door it's just going to be every single president from now on is either going to get impeached or like withdrawn under the 25th amendment well, every I would party say... is just going to be like all right you're out
0: well clearly the difference between the way trump i mean you could make arguments that anybody over 70 is probably compromised right but you, the difference between the way trump is compromised and biden is pretty stark in comparison in what way? it's mean, not a, a, a pro-trump statement but he's so much more lucid. So his right, conversations, right. like Biden, is really troubling. Right. When you hear him talk, it's disturbing. He starts making up numbers, and he starts losing his place.
2: And- I mean, it depends whether or not you find like uh, sort of bumbling incompetence better or worse than intentional uh, like <laughs> corruption. Well, it's
0: not. Better or worse, in my eyes. It's definitely not good to have intentional corruption, but I don't know if he's immune from uh, accusations of intentional corruption. I mean, either, no, no, he doesn't. He doesn't
2: the- own a hotel that he gets foreign heads of state and their delegations to all stay in so that he can make a personal profit out That's of it true. when they're on government business.
0: But he does have a son that he sent overseas, <laughs> and his son made a lot of money <laughs> and for no reason whatsoever, and his son wrote down that the big guy gets a cut, and then they, you know, had a story about his laptop.
2: Yeah, and, there and then was an that comes back to the whole like move to suppress it. It comes back to the media thing and like the trust in media yeah. thing. I mean, that's, that was
0: not just media, right? That's 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 where it gets really scary because they're well, cutting I mean, off the, fact the that access they to independent yeah, like, didn't, media. Exactly. But did not yeah. the Post
2: publish it, and yes. then like Twitter banned the article from being yeah. shared or Facebook or
0: something? Yeah, you couldn't even share it in a DM.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's to me Terrifying. like the whole new thing to be afraid of. Like no. I, I. I'm sad that we've lost so much faith in conventional media because I do think that there are like if you anyone who's worked in a newsroom in a formal newsroom in a big old legacy institutional media outlet like the New York Times or the New Yorker or the Atlantic or the BBC or something like that knows that you know you bring in a story an editor will be on your back about like how many how can you verify it how many how many sources do you have right. like sometimes you need to have three sources you certainly need to have two sources this doesn't mean that there isn't like a sort of subtle ideological capture where these things where these institutions are all kind of looking at things from the same perspective you only have to look at <clears throat> excuse me the new york times over the past few years to be like every time i open it up i'm like seriously like are we <laughs> going to read another story about how like skiing is racist because there aren't enough black skiers or something <laughs> like you know, so that was a recent example that i saw like i'm sure it's a very worthy point to make but like can we occasionally have something that isn't just from your one like hobby horse of like everything has to be filtered through an identity lens yeah. at the moment but i think that's different from some of the new media outlets which are just intentionally kind of coming at things with a particular angle they don't have the fact checking they don't have the resources that they're, they're just like they're sort of just a b testing whatever's going to work, well, and they're, they're throwing stuff out. Yeah. They're clickbaiting, and then, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever viral video of something going crazy in Australia happens to get attention, they provide more and more and more of that. You're yeah, sensitive they get more to this and... criticism
0: well, of the authoritarian state that you live in I'm just, that has I'm, supported you coming I'm, over to America to spread I'm, your propaganda. I understand what's point. happening here,
2: and I'm going to allow you to do it because <laughs> I like you. Keep going. I'm just making the point. <laughs> you know that in Australia I'm regarded as, like, a critic of that. Like, I wrote a whole piece in Sydney's biggest newspaper in December saying, like, can we please have a national conversation about balancing? Oh, that's right. So the anecdote I was going to tell you about this woman who I spoke to in December on my radio show. I, I, I forgot, forgot to finish it. She's um, This will hopefully burnish my credentials as a critic of Australian authoritarianism enough okay. for you. Uh, so she's in Melbourne. She's uh, her and her husband, and they've got, like, a five-year-old kid and, like, a three-month-old. And um, she decides to fly to Adelaide capital of South Australia, to see her family. So they fly in, uh, they get off the plane, she gets a text message from the South Australian Health Department saying, uh, actually, someone, one person on your plane just tested positive, so you need to isolate for a week. And she calls them and she goes, well, can I just leave the state? And they're like, yeah, that's all right, according to her. So she books the next flight out from Adelaide to go back to Melbourne, gets to the airport, they start boarding the flight, and some armed police officers come up to her and her family and kids and they're like are you so-and-so she goes yeah they take her to a room at the airport for an hour and a half they take her in a convoy to a quarantine hotel she they all test negative they're all vaccinated they've just been on a plane with one person who tested positive and six days later she's still in the hotel with her kids. No windows. They're being fed. They're being given, and like the authorities aren't giving them proper information about what the hell is going on. She's she finally kicks up enough of a stink, and she's like, "Please, just let us go back to Melbourne. Just let us go back to the other state." So they go, "All right," and they take a police car to escort her. That drives behind her car for three hundred kilometres, two hundred miles, all the way to the border of the state. And then once she crosses the border, the police car just turns around. Goes home To make sure to, that she doesn't go somewhere else to, to spread sure her cooties that, that she doesn't even have. To spread the non-existent cooties. That I think you should the,
0: apologize to Tim Pool right now because you you clearly live in a concentration camp. Dear
2: Tim, I live in a concentration <laughs> camp and I'm a government stooge, an apologist <laughs> for the inevitable Australian authoritarianism that you were so prescient in uh, predicting. And you should have done his
0: podcast while you were in, in the country. How long are you in, in the country for?
2: I'm leaving tonight, mate. Uh, I extended, to my sta- extended my stay-by-day. a Yeah, I'm going to Fiji tonight. Oh. Yeah, nice. just for a night, uh, oh, break nice. up the trip, give the kids a little bit of uh sunshine. I've never been. How is I've it? Ne- I've never been to Fiji. Oh really? I mean, I've been I've been on a stopover, but it looks great can't on, wait. on pictures. I've got a uh, I've got, got a, big a big Fiji trip planned for next December yeah. with my brother's family and we've got one of those. Like, you know, when you have kids, I don't know how it was for you, but I mean, when I was young, I would just, a massive backpacker, traveler, I would just, you know, everything that was the most authentic. I didn't want to stay in hotels. I wanted to do everything. You'd go around India and just eat like, eat fried shit and just, now nah, I'm just, right. the, all the smells take and it the all authenticity, in. take it all in Inhale this incredible world. I love, love all the yeah. different cultures, all the different experiences. Now that I've got little kids, I'm like, Is there a five-star all-inclusive resort that has no culture but a water slide? (laughs) Yeah. How old are your kids now? Three cocktails? They're four. Yeah, that's a good age. Yeah, so we've got a Fiji thing planned. I've got a Thailand thing. I know you love Thailand as well. I love Thailand. Thailand. They're so friendly over there. So friendly and such amazing food and great people. it's,
0: It's fascinating that a culture can sort of adopt an attitude of friendliness. Yeah, because it really is like a part of what Thailand. I'm I'm sure there's assholes in Thailand. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't meet any. No, when I was there, everyone was super nice. It's incredible everywhere we went. We went to all these different places in Thailand, yeah. and are
2: there it, are there particular ethnicities who you think are uh, unfriendly?
0: That I've experienced, I don't think so. I'm trying to think, like Americans. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: nah, Americans I, are super friendly. So
0: it depends on where you go. Like New Yorkers are like the they're, Americans they're are a little
2: tense. I remember Stephen Fry, the uh, you know Stephen Fry, the yeah, British sure. comic. Yeah, He's he, great. He uh, he was saying that like with Americans, it's like if you were landing a, a beach, if you imagine like D-Day or Normandy or something like that, and you're trying to you're trying to make friends with someone, then like uh, the, with Americans, it's super super easy. Like you, you, the 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 boat comes up on this beautiful shore, and Americans are all warm and well and you walk and you walk and you walk with them and you walk 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 and and you'd never quite get behind the niceness he felt. But with Brits and with Aussies it's like coming in a tempestuous sea and like you crash into these rocks it's quite hard especially with Brits so they're more than Aussies you crash into the rocks and there's like a huge cliff face and you have to claw your way up to get into their good graces and you've got blood coming out from under your fingernails but then you emerge on top and there's this like huge vista this vast expanse of sort of friendship that's his analogy between the difference between getting to know a Brit versus getting so to know an American so more
0: of a struggle to get to know the more American.
2: of a struggle but when it when When it happens, it's really deep. And with Americans, there's a lot of superficial niceness, but hard to sort of get to know them. I think that was his diagnosis. Interesting.
0: Interesting. That's interesting to see it from a a perspective of someone coming from the UK. I have a good buddy of mine who uh, grew up in England, and he's been over here, I I think, for about 10 years. And the the big factor for him, he said, is that in England, people kind of want you to fail. That's his position. Mm. He's like, they don't celebrate success over there. He goes it's it's really interesting. He's like they outwardly sort of dismiss any chances that you have. This is his perspective obviously of of making it, of doing anything. They yeah. dismiss your chances. He I said I don't think that's wrong. tall poppy syndrome. Yep. Yeah, tall yeah. poppy
2: syndrome is a good Aussie uh, uh, yeah. Aussie phrase. Uh, yeah. for people, people who don't know it, like you know, yeah, yeah. When you've got a poppy field, you want to make sure that they're all the same length. So if the yeah. one one poppy gets too high, then you clip that one off, so that it's all just uh, all yeah. just the same. That's definitely true. I mean, I feel that moving back to Australia a bit, I must say. Oh, because
0: like, you were a superstar in America.
2: You come <laughs> over.
0: Oh, look who's back. Well, no, yeah, there's a little You're back bit. to a little prison colony. I didn't huh? actually.
2: I didn't. I didn't even mean that. Although there is a little bit of that. But I meant more that like America's just such. a... Americans are like a very can-do people. Like I, I you know, when I meet, if I, if if I had an idea about some new show that I wanted to do or something, then you'd be like, "That's great. Why don't you, you know? Why don't you do Go it? Do I wonder it. if I can help. You know? Right. I mean." Uh, and that would be the ethos in, certainly in the parts of America, where uh, which I'm used to, which is the Northeast and the West Coast. Like, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's super up for stuff. And what would happen in Australia? I think there'd be a lot of sort of, well, yeah, no, I mean, you know, so-and-so did try that a few years ago and that didn't really work. So, the, you know, here are the impediment. Here are the reasons why it might not work. Here are uh. all the impediments. Here are the things that you should be thinking about. Like, it's just much more we don't really do that sort of thing here. So maybe, mm. and I think that's true in the UK as well. Like it's just, it's harder, it's harder to get people excited about stuff because Americans still have this kind of, uh, almost like naive little, Oh, shucks. This is great. We're going to go and do this. Let's go and have some fun. And you're like, yeah, let's go. Let's all go and do this. We're gonna." It's I don't like, like a...
0: this voice. He's adopted for Americans. Do you feel I'm gonna offended, put on Jamie? Your,
2: I'm going to put on your is a Australian you. woman. It's a little OP. That Australian strong. one. Were you
0: just, just getting used to, used to get taking, taking COVID shots your... and COVID boosters?
2: Okay, that's my uh, my retaliation for that voice. Yeah. But
0: you know well, what I mean. we definitely are uh, a group of people that like to see people go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Because we want to think that we can do it too. Yeah, like that's the thing about Americans. It's one of the thing where it's we're one of the weird places where. Poor people celebrate rich people. Yes. Because we think that we could be rich, too. Yes. We look at it and we go, God, fucking look at that guy out there balling. He's got a Lamborghini. I- I'm going to fucking do it, too. Yeah, yeah. Who you was know? it who
2: said that there are no poor people in America? There are just rich people who, ha- who aren't rich yet? Oh, that's a good statement. You know, who everyone ever thinks it? of themselves yeah. as that. Yeah, everyone thinks, you know, like, my ship's just going to come in.
0: Well, that's one of the weird things where people who are rich, who are you know, politicians, who really kind of enact laws that suppress in in some ways the ability for a lot of people to escape from middle class and do better. Yeah. But meanwhile, those people celebrate these people and celebrate even the ethics that these people espouse because they think somehow or another one day they're gonna make it and they want those protections. Yep. They they want to save money on taxes and hmm. become rich. They like they almost have like this attitude like eventually I'm going to be in a position where this is important.
2: I mean, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about like the culture wars and and uh, is it
0: really a war though? Is't it kind of like a light
2: skirmish. It's barely even a light skirmish. The, <laughs> <it's barely laughs> <even> light skirmish. <laughs> I mean, if you're off Twitter, it basically doesn't exist at exactly, all. exactly on Twitter, it's like you know it's a war. It, yeah, on Twitter it's the Holocaust. Yeah. and like <laughs> off, off twitter off Twitter, it's just a couple of a couple of schoolboy idiots. It's so like, true since
0: just, I am so much mentally healthier from just i occasionally will open twitter and go through it i never look at my mentions at all Ugh. i just want to find out what's going on in the news yeah and but just doing that and not reading comments on youtube and not reading anything on my shit like mm. my instagram it's, I'm so much healthier. It's so good. It's so much better for you. If you also... could just stay strong and hold that discipline. Because yeah. I have friends that try it and then they go in there and they go, fuck, this guy said this. Do you know him? <laughs> Why is he saying that? I'm like, he's an asshole. <laughs> Are you fucking going to worry about what assholes think? Yeah. And you, Twitter makes us all an
2: asshole. Twitter makes me an 60 asshole. 60
0: minutes in a day or 60 minutes in an hour. You only have 24 of those in a fucking yeah. day. And you're going to yeah. think about this guy? Yeah. Get out of there. man. It also
2: sort of fractures your attention. Like I, I hadn't read a novel for the entire... Pandemic. I mean, I used to like reading books. and like, I couldn't. I would get five pages in, and I'd be like, Wait, what just happened on the page before? Like, there's, there's oh, something about the like the distractibility of social media, of like right. the constant sort of dopamine hit of like, Oh, I got another thing. got another mention. I got another yeah. thing. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. that like uh, while I was just traveling, it was so nice. I intentionally didn't get a data plan on my sorry data uh, data data data, <laughs> data plan. I didn't get a data, data is plan. what
0: your kids call you when they're babies.
2: Dada. Uh, that uh, and I didn't get one on my phone, so I didn't have access to to the internet on my phone while I was traveling around Europe. That's nice. Had like a, a nine hour train ride through the oh, south of nice. France. I got a big, you know, Jonathan Franzen's new book. I love him; he's a great novelist. And just read the whole thing, and I was like, and I could feel my mind just slowing down yes. to the pace of actual human existence instead of of Twitter and all this nonsense. It's
0: so much. But I was in Lanai once, and I dropped my phone, and. Uh, it was like the last drop and my phone just started randomly calling people It would just <laughs> call people and I'd hang up and call people and I was showing my wife I go look at this and was just it kept doing it. I go I guess my phone's fucked I turned it off turned it back on kept doing the same thing It would just open up contacts open pictures open websites call people. It was broken. Right. It was gone. Right. So I had to get a new phone but I was in Lanai which is a very small island. Beautiful. 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 Um so I had to order one from Apple and they had to send it to me. And it took 3 or 4 days. Hmm. And during that time I felt lighter. You know, like, I cancel felt, the order. I yeah, don't want it anymore. It's like like I was wearing a weight vest and it just Yeah. And then I was just wandering around and and obviously it was great because my family was there. I didn't have to worry is everybody okay? Check in with a payphone or anything. Yep. It was yep. None of that. So it was this really relaxed feeling and I and I'm like, I can't wait to get my phone again, so I could subject myself to the pressure. <laughs> it's weird because we all know objectively that it's unhealthy, yeah. But yet, everybody gets that dope. Who would ever What's going mm. on? Well, I, I,
2: I mean, I did a, a a tour with Jonathan Haidt, you know, John yeah. Haidt. Uh, you know, he's a, um, a moral psychologist, I guess, mm-hmm. at NYU. And he came out to Australia and New Zealand uh, just before the pandemic. And I was like the moderator on his events and sort of interviewed him at these live events. And he's like really putting out the call saying uh, like, this stuff not only is bad bad for you in terms of constantly forcing your brain to expect novelty and innovation and to to, to train you to essentially judge yourself in comparison to other people, to right. judge your output on the basis of how many likes and comments and shares you get, to sort of derange the way that you interact with other human beings, to make you less capable of having human interactions and more capable of winning points and scoring, mm. you know, slam dunks in in this weird artificial universe that is Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But for young people in particular, is his point, <clears throat> it's having really bad effects. I mean, he looks at like, he charts the the introduction of social media and the rise of like self-harm, hospitalizations for self-harm, especially among adolescent girls. Yeah. It's like been doubling every three years, basically, since... Facebook was introduced. Well, now, it's, it's really from reasons, the, but... the
0: introduction of the smartphone. It's really right. from 2007. It's uh, the coddling of the American mind, yeah. if people haven't read it. It's really good. And talking to Jonathan and getting the the sort of – it's almost like he's he's sending out a warning. Like, the British are coming. The British mm. are coming. It really is like – it. The, the dangers are only going to be exacerbated by AR and whatever new technology comes along and haptic feedback suits and mm. all this – chaos, the, all the new stuff that's going to be invented over the next 10 years, 20 years, is only going to be more immersive. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And- I mean, he, he just thinks that, that the social media companies have to be forced to at least not make not like kids on well not like i mean yeah. like, at the very least it should be like cigarettes and booze where they make a genuine attempt to keep people under the age of 16 or 18 it's interesting the because there are
0: some things that for those kids are but this is what's really fascinating the way china is handling it is so different than america china's version of tiktok celebrates academic achievements, athletic achievements, it's all science projects, Mm. all these different fascinating things, and they lock it out at 10 p.m. At 10 p.m., no one's on it. Those kids are not allowed to get on it because they're trying to encourage achievement. They're trying to encourage... Like, like China has a program to try to make men more manly, like this open program where they're trying to make men more masculine. They're doing all these things with like this idea of engineering a society of more accomplished, more successful people. Whereas what are we doing on TikTok? Mm. Kids are fucking dancing yep. and they're- Kardashian s- memes. They're screaming about veganism and how blue their hair is. And yep. it's, it's wild. Yeah. I the, wonder. The difference is interesting because I don't think we should engineer the way our society interacts with each other. But if you look at the way China's doing it, like they're doing it clearly with this idea that they want to stimulate young minds and they want to promote this idea that doing things that you are, you know, like you're going to become more accomplished, you're going to become more athletic. You're going to, like, these are what they're trying to mm, encourage.
2: Mm. I mean, I'm a little bit reticent about holding anything up that the Chinese Communist Party does as being a great idea. And if we're worried about things like the New York Post article about Joe Biden's son's laptop being suppressed by Twitter, just wait till you get – and yeah. all of the people who are being suppressed on – on conventional social media outlets. Like, just wait till you get a load of what uh, a bureaucracy would do if they had control over what the algorithms show you No, well. no,
0: no denying that. No the, no one would ever uh, argue that with a fucking clear conscience.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what do you do? Like, I mean, the other thing that Height says is maybe you try to force them to make the algorithms like not constantly addictive. Because, well, I mean, I think what people don't necessarily always think about when you're using these platforms is that they're not blank open spaces into which your friends and... The people you're following are commenting and then it's just kind of you know filtering down in a neutral way it's right. obviously being rejigged at the back end to maximize the time that you're spending on the site all they want it all the algorithm wants to do is to keep you there for one second longer so mm-hmm. that they can maximize the time that you're spending on the on on the platform John Heights like, could you change that algorithm so that it's like, you know, more fulfilling stuff instead of more addictive stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how you would legislate that. Yeah. I don't know how you would make them do that. That's
0: what China's doing. I think essentially the, the only way to do it is to have no algorithms. Just allow people to search what they enjoy and find it on their own. Mm. The suggested side of YouTube, that's what gets you. Yes. And I, it seems like they've stopped playing, auto playing new shows. Is oh, really? That, is that real, Jimmy? Like, how, like, when I watch YouTube, it doesn't necessarily, oh, do that anymore like sometimes it just shows me a new a new video but sometimes it doesn't sometimes the video just stops It okay. could just
1: yes they might maybe just changed the default setting to off and maybe you have to turn it back on or something mm. could be something like that
0: well that's probably good but if there was no algorithm whatsoever you know the argument would be that well there's probably a lot of things that you would be introduced to that you would enjoy that you're gonna miss if there's no algorithm at all
2: yeah sure and that would be fine. I mean, yeah. isn't that the way that I wander through life normally? Like, there's all kinds of stuff that's out there that I yeah. miss because it's not being constantly shoved into my face. Like, I don't necessarily need the most addictive food at all times. Right. I can also just sometimes have a salad.
0: Right. But the business model for them, like, they're concerned with the most engagement. And yeah. the best way to get the most engagement is find out what Josh Zepps likes yep. and then show it to him over and over and over again. Yeah. You know,
2: I mean, as you say, once AR and like whenever you talk about like haptic feedback suits and stuff like that, my mind just goes to like once porn gets mastered in that world, there's going to be a large percentage of the population that's just in the basement for prolonged periods of time.
0: There's a woman I talk about her in my act. There's a woman from 1970 who was allergic to pain medication, and uh, they they rigged this system where they drilled holes in her head and put wires into her brain and gave her an electrical device. And when she felt discomfort, she could hit a button, and the button would send a charge into her brain. And uh, that's all she did. All she did was just- It was a good
1: charge. Yeah, it made her cum.
0: So all she did was cum all day. Wow. And uh, she developed an ulcer on the finger that she used to hit the button. She never stopped using the finger. She was, was trying to tamper with it to increase the amplitude. Sure. It's a crazy story because it's a it's a real woman. Like they they wrote about her. Like I'll, I'll read you what they wrote about her because it's it's so crazy that you wonder like how long before something like that is in a phone or how long before something some some ability to do something well, is the
1: lady. That's what it no, that's the device. Yeah,
2: there you looks go. Like. Yeah, You're I mean th- then the question becomes like will the government try to regulate that the way that they regulate mind altering drugs? Listen to what the doctor said.
0: At its most frequent, the patient self-stimulated throughout the day, neglecting her personal hygiene and family commitments. A chronic ulceration developed on the tip of the finger used to adju- adjust the amplitude dial, and she frequently tampered with the device in an effort to inc- increase the stimulation amplitude. At times, she implored her family to limit her access to the stimulator, each time demanding its return after a short hiatus. Wow. Yeah. So they gave her the ability to self-stimulate in a way. See, the patient (laughs) clocked up 1,500 doses in a three-hour period. In a three-hour period, she came 1,500 times. (laughs) But overall, they showed surprising restraint. What the fuck does that mean? What is yeah, that? 500 what doses an hour well, is, about, not, uh, yeah, is not restrained. Du- you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> came, <laughs> that's a lot. You came 1,500 times in wow. three hours. I mean... So this is possible with humans, and right. it's not far off once they start doing things like Neuralink and they start tapping into the, the receptors of the mind or mm. neurons or just the stimulation aspect of the human body, like whatever they can do like externally or internally, yeah. once there's a device that allows you to achieve a sensation, that's unachievable without it. We're gonna have a real fucking problem because people can't stop looking at their Instagram likes. Exactly, and that's a real quick hit of dopamine. Yeah, imagine if we get to a point where your phone can make you come.
2: I mean, it sounds depends, crazy. Depends on what you've got on your phone, but I mean, sure, you mean well, directly to your brain. But you have brain. to use
0: your hands. The, but uh, it can, it can happen in the future. It's would not-
2: that, would that get regulated like a drug?
0: Well, I think it'll happen the same way phones happen, where it's too late, by the time we realize, right. and then it'll right. be so addictive, and then it'll also be so profitable, right? Because like with these algorithms, like what Jonathan Haidt is saying is very logical that there really should be some sort of a regulation on these these algorithms. And this is also with uh, Tristan Harris and yeah. the Social Dilemma, yeah. and which is an amazing documentary that so really good. sounds off the alarm on these things. These are minor in comparison to something that can actually change the physiological state of your fucking brain, like literally make you
2: orgasm. I mean, what's interesting is that like the, the war on drugs like, it justifies itself as being something that's against harm, like yeah. physical harm, right? We don't right. want people to hurt themselves. We don't want people to derange their lives through addiction and whatever. And yet it's become expanded to include any sort of tinkering with your consciousness, Right? right Even things that we know are not particularly harmful you know m d m a and uh, and psilocybin and things mm-hmm. like that in clinical settings, we know how to administer these in ways that are very uh very low risk yeah. and yet that's still illegal because there's like a, again a kind of puritanical objection to the whole enterprise of trying to screw around with how your brain works yeah, so my question is does that like why isn't Instagram sort of included in that in fact, throughout the pandemic, like you were mentioning I lost weight, well I gained weight, then I lost weight let me tell you. That has an impact on your mood. That's a tiny orgasmatron in your head when you've just worked out. You know that. Like There are all kinds of things that we can do in our lives which moderate our moods, which impact on the way that our consciousness is perceiving the world and so on.
0: But the difference is like you losing that weight is a real effort. That's hard to do. Right. I see. That that takes work. Right. And most people are not going to be able to pull that off.
2: Just – Hook it up to the uh, the old iPhone.
0: Yeah, I mean, but but the the kind of stimulation that you get from a phone is actually ultimately very profitable mm. because first of all, these cell phones, everybody wants to buy the new phone when the new new phone comes out. Instagram is very profitable all these social media. I mean Facebook how much have they profited off the data of those untold billions of people that are on it? Yeah, it's stunning Like if they really do develop a Facebook coin if they trick regulators into allowing them to have a a Crypto coin we got a real fucking problem on our hands Mm. because Mm. then Facebook becomes essentially a nation They're gonna have a coin that people are gonna use if it becomes a predominant crypto coin if it becomes a really big deal that people, you know, buy and exchange goods and then maybe even homes and cars and things like that with Cripsbook. book. Yeah. And then Facebook has they they have currency. And not, not so not only do they generate untold billions of dollars a year. Like how much money does Facebook make right. a year? Right. Let's 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 just guess cuz I don't know. How much do you think Facebook makes a year?
2: I have no idea. I have no idea what they make. I mean, I also Just don't know what guess. they class as profit and what they class as as revenue. Right. Uh, I mean, if I was to guess, like, what are they worth? About a trillion dollars, or like eight hundred billion dollars, or something like something that. Something um, like that. So you know, their revenue might be, I don't know, like five percent of that, or something like that. Maybe like I'll guess like uh, fifty t- billion 10, a year. Uh, Ten billion. Ten billion. Fifty billion. Somewhere in that range.
0: I'm gonna say ninety. Ninety billion a year.
2: Jamie,
1: for revenue or profit? Sorry, uh, well, let's go prof- with both. Profit. revenue. It said is eighty five point nine something billion. Look at you. Pro- uh, t- 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 Profits probably half of that. Well, I typed in net profit. It's like it's giving me ad revenue for some reason.
0: Mm. Well, that mm, would be. nine be, billion.
1: Yeah, maybe for the f-
2: quarter. Yeah, okay. So what on, is
0: it? Five billion per quarter? Nine billion. For nine the billion, quarter. billion nine per billion. A quarter. Wow. So, so forty forty billion a year in
2: profit. Ooh. 85 in revenue. Now and
0: imagine if they have a coin.
2: So not only would they have a currency, then mm. they also have a territory because the metaverse is a is a virtual territory, right? That's They're going to create. The so fuck out of me. so they've got now they've got a. You're right. They've got a country which essentially has a land has land ah! has has psychological a landscape. Yeah. They've got a currency which which you can actually use to buy things in that landscape. They'll probably have. I mean, they'll definitely have games and stuff like you know the whole ax. What do you make of the whole like Axian? and all these there's like there are filipino kids who are whose whose job it is i say kids they're 15 year olds who's like many of them whose job it is to play like uh uh, crypto video games with like rich western well richer western teenagers who like exchange the playing of the game generates some of the coins so like axie infinity and these kinds of virtual games you I'm play no things you oh it's it's like this whole other universe right so along with the rise of nfts and shit like that they've got these i was i've, I've got an episode of my podcast my podcast is uncomfortable conversations by the way if people want to check it out uncomfortable conversations with josh Sepps, one of the one of the uh, episodes was with this um this investment banker, who is a bit of an expert on Bitcoin and crypto, and he's telling me about how. So this is one of the this so is one of the on most profitable. This uh,
0: website right now, Jamie, is what Axie oh, Infinity. Axie Infinity. Infinity. I've never heard of it either. Yeah, A-X-I-E-Infinity.com,
2: That's right. right. So it's got its own currency, and inside oh. the inside <laughs> this universe, you can earn. You can earn tokens, these AXS tokens, right?
0: Isn't it funny how they, they have scrolls like it's old timey, meanwhile it's the most fucking dystopian future you can yeah. ever imagine. Yeah. How they have everything like Dungeons and Dragons scrolls. That's
2: right. So it sort of feels like you're playing Pokemon, yeah, but there are real fun. stakes. There's real money behind it. And people really? are making a living. Like if you're a if you're a fifteen year old in the Philippines, you can make five bucks a day by playing dumb, you know, Americans and Australians on this. So will you gamble? So, what you do? If no, you're I think you earn. I think you earn. I mean, I'm not an expert yeah, on this, but... I don't. Yeah, this was
1: getting. I told you before there's play to earn as a new thing taking over this space, yeah. if you will. And that's, that's what can this is. Can you back
0: that up so I could see what that just said? So, this was the
1: marketplace I was looking at. Look at, at that What's where it sale? says
0: 4.2 million total volume. What is that? that today?
1: What does that, that mean? That's how much uh, has been exchanged in
2: on the marketplace today
1: in the 4. last
2: 24
0: 4.2 million dollars worth of what
2: so uh, I would be yeah. guessing that that would be worth the tokens that are in Axie, and people are buying and selling things. So, like, people will buy like superpowers, or right. like you remember like Farmville or whatever those things are like. Sure. You can, you'll be able to buy. Oh, oh, I want my corn to grow faster, so I'll buy some fertilizer for Did it. Did that and go that sort away? Of stuff. I never Who, hear about I mean, Farmville. I mean, I never. Like got they just got, got into bought by stuff. the
1: company that owns
2: uh, Take Two, that
1: owns Grand Theft Auto. Just got bought. Oh, it, so, so yeah. now
0: you'll be able to kill the farmer.
1: We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you just do a drive by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these are plots of land for available for ten, eleven thousand dollars, thirty two thousand dollars. You just bought one for twenty. Thirty two
0: thousand dollars. So it's metaverse type shit.
1: Boy. Yeah, that's Oh right. yeah. my god. And it's also in probably this might be Ethereum or whatever their cryptocurrency is. So. Yeah, so they're probably piggybacking on Ether. Uh, Click on
0: the the lot that someone bought. Can you see it?
1: Maybe. It well, depends if I, I might have to have the game. You, know, you can sort of see. So it's just showing you that. And then you can get some details the on hell? sale history. <laughs> this is so strange. So it's been yeah, there you go. So, like, times. four
2: Ether. Well, an Ether worth about three grand, isn't it? So that person is 4.2 Ether. So that's 12. Yeah, that they person lost is money buying.
0: Today. Wow.
2: Yeah, I mean. Wow. So, like, you know, whatever happens to Bitcoin and Ether and stuff like, like Bitcoin's in a slump at the moment. Did it? Did it lose no. more money today, Jamie? What's going? Well, on with in Bitcoin the last thirty spells? days, one
1: hundred and seventy million dollars in this marketplace. So there's four million today, but it's one hundred and seventy over the last month. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, forty-two thousand. It's forty-one. 40. One
2: hundred
0: and sixty-eight so, million dollars worth of business. So in at the month.
2: moment, just think about the fact that we're at the precipice at the beginning of like the you know the the second decade, the third decade of the twenty-first century or whatever. At the beginning of this whole. Evolution. It's almost like being at the beginning of the industrial revolution, but it's a technological revolution, and all of these little things are popping up. Like we haven't even heard of them yet. Right. It's Like what's it? What what is a train? You know, it's like it's like being 200 years ago or something. Right. What's this? What's this thing you're you're doing? An internal combustion engine or something? Mm-hmm. And all these little experiments in this stuff, a uh, in printing these things. press. Yeah, exactly. How what how is that going to change the world? Yeah, Smash cut to 80 years of war and bloodshed uh, <laughs> after the after the printing press, right? In in Europe, it's going to be incredibly tum- tumultuous. And as soon as a Zuckerberg. You know, gets his eyes set on, oh, okay, well, hang on. If that kind of money is being spent on this tiny little nothing game, how do I fold that into the metaverse, provide goods and services in my virtual territory that enable people to get some kind of perceived value from them? And then all of a sudden you're actually trading, conversing, living, aspiring, acquiring in this virtual space – And every time you're buying something, someone's getting a cut, right? And Facebook's issuing the currency potentially. So they
0: probably get a little percentage of each transaction no matter
2: what. I assume so. I assume that's how it would work, right?
0: He has the potential to be, without a doubt, the most powerful and wealthy person that's ever existed.
2: I think he is the most powerful. I'm like, who would be the more powerful person? Maybe Rupert Murdoch. But, I mean, I think you'd have to say Zuckerberg is the most powerful person in the world because he can – You know, what he does to the algorithm, what he chooses to – what direction he chooses to take that company in with billions and billions of users, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just like all these tiny little tweaks. It's like a sailboat in the Mm -hmm. ocean that you just tack it a little bit that way. And then after 100 miles. Exactly. The whole whole culture – I mean this is something that they raise in The Social Dilemma and that Tristan Harris is always talking about as well. Like the whole culture just moves in this other direction. Yeah. And it gets extremified. So, like the YouTube, um, you know, recommendation bar that you were talking about. You know that you've we've all seen these experiments hope I hope we've all seen them online of where like people start searching about dieting and then it goes more and more extreme suggestions about dieting and you end up with like pro anorexia videos being delivered to 14 year old girls because each step of the way it's just slightly more interesting and slightly more clicky to get slightly more extreme really yeah yeah say
0: no I didn't know that they'll go oh. all the way to pro anorexia yeah or
2: like you know you start inquiring about 9/11 and you end up with a 911 truth video it really goes in the other direction it's really like here's a very reasonable moderate like centrist mildly boring thing that you're probably not going to click on Mm. which may be the truth most things most things that are true are mildly boring in comparison to their more extreme untrue alternatives
0: the the thing about these places whether it's youtube or facebook or twitter it's like there's no real Once it's already been established and then it gets moving and then it becomes an enormous part of our culture It becomes an enormous way where people exchange information. There's no precedent It's not like we have decades of this to look back on and go "Well, remember back in the 30s You know people got it wrong, but now social media is more adapted No, it's so Mm. new Mm. that the consequences of it all haven't been they really haven't been vetted out
2: yet. I worry I mean like when you look at like the political and cultural swings from right to left as we sort of go back mm-hmm. and forth and like one party one side of 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 politics gains power and the other loses the sort of the gentle pendulum that has always happened, I worry, is turning into like a pirate ship at a fair where it just goes more and more and more and more mm. and more and more and more, and, and, and that the algorithms right. are kind of dragging us back and forth so that instead of going from like you know. Clinton to Romney or something, you're going from Trump to Obama and, you know, Obama to Trump and then, like, what's next? And uh, yeah. uh, that th- all of that is feeding into that. And once we're all hooked up to our VR and AR and we're all exchanging, like, Axie Infinity tokens with each other and getting off on our orgasmatron porn plugged directly into our brains, how does that affect our actual ability to collaborate with each other on the big problems that actually exist in the real world? That's right? a good
0: question because... If you leave it all to Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> are you comfortable having that guy dictate the future of the human race? Like I know that's hyperbole, but is it? I mean, I don't I'm know. Not. I mean, if if what percentage of the impact on the human race is Facebook have? You look at small countries, mm. like foreign countries, mm. to where they've absolutely affected the way elections run and the way governments being overthrown, and through disinformation and outright lies published on Facebook. They've changed rulers Completely. and kingdoms. And, yeah.
2: yeah. It's like the Myanmar thing where there yes. was like a whole genocide, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like people talk about how uh, you know there needs to be more internal regulation at Facebook of hate speech and stuff like that, which is, a, of course, a double-edged sword because you don't want – hate speech or misinformation to get defined so broadly that anyone with a dissident opinion like you right. is suddenly you know, banned from the platform or something exactly. just because you don't agree with Fauci about something or whatever. Did I ever
0: tell you the conversation that I had with a woman at YouTube no. about a conversation between Douglas Murray and Sam Harris? No. This is a wild conversation. Those guys I was, are friends of mine. Yeah, yeah, uh, mine as well. I love both of them. I was at a, a thing with uh, a woman that I am very good friends with who was a large executive at a, one of the big tech companies. She invites us. We go. We're hanging out. And uh, it's me and my wife. And uh, there's a woman there from Facebook. And so she starts talking about how difficult it's been to, you know, regulate Facebook and this and that. I go, there was a case, I go, where I saw a man had a, a playlist on his, on his page, and his YouTube page, just a random guy. And he received a community guideline strike because he put up a video of Douglas Murray and Sam Harris having a conversation. I go, why would he do that? She goes, it was hate speech. And I go, the way you said that, so confidently, my wife grabs my <laughs> knee, she squeezes not my knee. She, she not not now, darling. She sees the, the fucking look in my eyes, and I'm like, what are you talking about? How can you say that so, so confidently that it was mm. hate speech? Tell me about the contents of the conversation. She's fucking digging mm. her nails in <laughs> my leg. I go, tell me about the content of that conversation. Why would you mm. say that's... I go, you're talking about two public intellectuals. There was not hate speech. I go, I-, I watched the video. And then, you know, p- people got between us. Right. like, off She probably
2: and- turned into the Australian health woman. When- <laughs> she was you're so- going to have to get used to our definition of hate speech. She was. Joe Rogan.
0: It was, it was really that. The way she said it, it was hate speech. Granted. She probably didn't expect to have that kind of conversation with someone like me who was on YouTube and was, had a very popular show. But well, she also, didn't know who she a,
2: She'd been hiding under a rock for the past? This was a, quite a few years ago. Oh, okay. This was
0: um, six years ago, somewhere like that. She might not have known who I was. Right. It's very possible. Right. And on top of that, um, she was a little liquored up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we, we both were a little liquored up, a I
2: think. It was It was hate speech. The way
0: she said it, though, was so confident. It was hate speech. Yeah. She was just like, go away. Yeah.
2: It's hate speech. It's like hate speech has gone from, like, intentionally vilifying people and trying to encourage other people to to be physically violent against minorities to- uh, raising any questions that might contradict the you know the enforced narrative uh, yeah. that, that that people want you to believe. Um, and that <laughs> I think being... that
0: was when Douglas had that very controversial book, uh, The Strange Death of Europe. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think I discussing... had some problems with that book,
2: but I mean, I, you know, that's the thing about discussion. Being a cu- exactly discussion, conversation, being yeah. a curious person. I mean, you talk to him about it. You go, yeah. oh, I didn't really, you know, buy this beer. That doesn't right. really sound right. You're not just like it's hate speech.
0: Right. Well, therefore, that, we're
2: not going to read it. That's, we're not going to permit it. Did you, were you there?
0: Because <laughs> that is her. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. And but coming back to like Facebook's. Um, Moderation, right? So then there is a class of real, actual uh, face, uh, Facebook hate speech, misinformation, disinformation, yeah, uh, know, uh, sort of you know, literally pro genocidal yeah. activity that's going on, especially on WhatsApp. A lot of people don't realise that in developing countries, often WhatsApp and, and and like Facebook Messenger and these things will be used to disseminate to like thousands of people in a single text. They've changed this now, uh, to their credit, about the number of times that you can retweet something to and the number of people. Uh, people who you can group chat it to. Oh, for WhatsApp. Yeah, that's right. Because like- There would be military dictatorships in the developing world that would just spray out inflammatory rhetoric against – I mean, I'm thinking specifically of Burma here, Myanmar, where they'd spray out inflammatory rhetoric against religious minorities, for example, accusing them of having done all sorts of terrible things. And that would get passed on and passed on and passed on and passed on. It goes viral, viral, viral. Mm. And all of a sudden, you've got people effectively being lynched and run out of their homes and they're becoming refugees. And in terms of moderating this content, here in the States, Facebook proudly points to its army of content moderators of over like 100,000 people It keeps saying to, you know, whenever Zuckerberg has to testify at Congress, he's like, we employ so many people to check it and blah, blah, blah. Well, how many Burmese speakers are in there? They've got like, I can't remember what it was, but it's four or 14, certainly not more than 40. To cover a country of many, many tens of millions of people. So all over the world, there are these countries. And Zuckerberg made a deal with a lot of countries where he said, I'm going to give you free internet as long as Facebook is the portal through which all of your citizens get to the internet. So there are countries where people think that Facebook is the internet. They don't even know that there's a World Wide Web outside of Facebook.
0: And it comes pre-installed on your phone. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, How is that even legal? What kind of
2: dystopian shit is that, Joe? Like, you and, know, they And he's don't just even...
0: racking up money. And he's what like, is he hey, doing? giving you something what for What is free? he doing with his time? Like, what does that guy do with his free the time? You orgasmatron? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a
2: secret he's one in his basement. He's hooked up. that lady's button. He was the guy 1,500 times in got three hours, thumbs <laughs> just hammering <laughs> yeah, that button. Right. He always wears gloves to hide his bloody thumbs. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's not that old. Like, what is he, forty? He looks like he's taken a serum that will maintain his age at like thirty four. Is that right?
0: Adrenochrome. They all Is that do right? That. They eat babies. Right. Oh, right. 37. <laughs> he's 37. He's thirty seven. Thirty seven. And but, but he has. Okay. The, what's his What's his net worth? What did you guess? Oh, man. seventy billion.
2: Well, how much of, How much of Facebook does he own? Fifty five percent, I believe. Fifty five percent of a company that's probably worth a trillion dollars in control of it. So I that know. means
0: he has, He's worth five hundred billion. Yeah, I would I would
2: estimate that he's, he's the richest worth man in the world. Is he? Yeah. I, I no, thought Elon really. might be. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm but, just joking. I mean, well, how much is Elon worth? Elon's worth two hundred billion, I believe. Last, I thought we were getting towards someone being a trillionaire. Yeah. Well, I think we are. This, I think it's already happened. But it says he's
1: worth one hundred seventeen, and then right below it, it says Bill Gates is the number one with eighty-six billion. Yeah, so.
2: that's that's lowballing it, man. How does that make sense? Bezos know. is one
1: I mean, eighty-eight. Two different people.
0: Yeah, Bezos is one eighty-eight. Um, I don't know who Bernie that I know is. is. Who's Bernard? Who's oh, Arnaud? No, Bernard Arnault. Look at him. Oh, look the at his wife. Louis Vuitton. Hold on. Get to the get to the pick with him and the girl.
1: That's probably Rihanna. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's Rihanna. Yeah, he's, he's the guy that Rihanna. runs Louis Vuitton. <laughs> That's, that'll be I the was scoop. Hoping that was his wife. I was first, like, look folks. How hot
0: she is. I was like, look at him. Score. Whenever he, there's like a completely disproportionate relationship like mm. that, like have you ever seen Rupert Murdoch and his wife? Of course. Please pull that up. Oh, he's Australian. He's a that's great right. Aussie export, mate. Yeah, you've done a great job with him. You're welcome. He's changed the way uh, Americans feel about Fox News. <laughs> You're, well- <laughs>
2: You're welcome, America. Well, yeah. he created Fox yeah, News.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, what did you? Why would you, Merk? Oh, is that the new one?
1: Uh, it Go was far left. Too fast.
0: Why did you? You didn't even write his whole. Oh, they don't have there. to. There, how's his wife look? For him, damn! Look at her. Yeah. I mean, come on, son. It's all love, Joe. It's just that, uh, that that's true love.
2: Come on, that's stunning. She just finds him really attractive and charming.
0: Maybe she does. Maybe she just loves the fact that he's rich as fuck. Come on, bro. She's hot as fuck. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. What do you think Ooh. of him? Um, I don't know much about him other than the fact that he runs Fox News. How do, you know? It's really remarkable that this one gentleman from another country has such an incredible influence mm. on conservatives in America.
2: I mean, it's not just Fox News. He, you know, he owns the Wall Street Journal. He owns 20th Century Fox, the the, right. the movie studio. He owns Fox, the television station. Yeah. He owns like.
0: I used to be employed
2: by him at one point
0: in time. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. I was on Fox. I was on a show called Hardball.
2: Right, it was a right. Baseball show. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man, the things you've done, Joe Rogan.
1: I've done a lot of things. It's
2: been it's a, strange. It's been a big roller coaster. It's hard for uh, me to believe.
1: Even I look what at, all the things you've done, yeah, you Look at it, Fox? I go. This is
2: bizarre. I know it's funny, isn't Strange. it? When, well, when you have a, I mean, when you're a creative person and you're trying to construct a creative life. Uh, now, I sound like I'm kind of talking to the young people out there, but maybe I am a little bit. Like one of the exciting things is you do find yourself going in all these weird, crazy directions that you never would have expected, and that's part of the kind of beautiful tap dance of doing your own thing and of doing, you know, of creating a life that isn't just getting a job. Like my grandfather. He, became, he learned to make shoes when he was, like, 15 during the Depression in New Zealand. And he, his buddy, you know, had a dad who worked at a shoe factory, so they trained him. Like, left school in 10th grade, went to the shoe factory at the age of 16, walked out of that shoe factory at the age of 65, and that was his job. Wow. You know? And that's what you did. Yeah. I'm going to make shoes. Why? I don't know. It was a job. When are you going to make shoes until uh, until I die? How about until I die?
0: That's the great thing about this American attitude of just go for it, go do something, mm. you could do whatever you want. You want to write a novel, you should write a novel. Yeah. What do you want to do, run marathons? Put on those shoes, bro. Yep. Let's go. Yep. Like That attitude, it really does foster a lot of uh, innovation and it really makes people believe that the American dream is alive and well. Like the yeah. American dream has always been to just go out and carve your own path. I mean li- literally it's what this country is supposedly founded on.
2: That's right. And it comes back to a bit what you were saying earlier about like inequality and the elites that sort of pro- make that harder for yeah, people. Like so- I do worry that a lot of the craziness that we've seen over the past couple of years that I think is partly due to the pandemic in terms of like Riots and what's been going on in Portland and the mm-hmm. extreme sort of clashes between alt-right and like Black Lives Matter and like the 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 intensity of the of the culture wars is partly because we're all trapped inside spending too much time on Twitter. For
0: sure, for sure. And
2: partly because we haven't really gotten on top of like inequality. Like right. people feel like they can't get ahead. I mean a lot of people feel like they can't get ahead. A lot of people feel like they're stuck in one place and like I just need a leg up to be able to achieve that American dream and I don't feel like anyone's in my corner helping me do so.
0: The true inequality in America is the inner cities. If you look at the disparity between the amount of violence and crime and drug use and gang violence that's in, whether it's south side of Chicago or Baltimore or Detroit or Compton, pick a spot yeah. where it's historically been riddled with crime and drug use and, and just sadness and despair. They don't fix those spots. They'll fucking spend billions of dollars to go to Afghanistan and fix this or Iraq and fix that. These Halliburton no-bid contracts that they got when they blew up Iraq. Mm. Like, imagine if Halliburton got contracts, no-bid contracts to fix Baltimore. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not a bad idea.
2: It's not a bad idea.
0: It's not a bad idea because it could be profitable. I mean, maybe that's the way to fix these inner cities. Like, what what if the government got together with some sort of a large corporation like that and said, There's a contract to be had to fix inner cities the same way they have these no bid contracts to fix these overseas spots. We Mm. drop bombs on Mm. like we've kind of dropped economic bombs on these places. Like let's let's if you want to make America great again, air quotes. Like what's the best way to make America great? Well, let's have less losers. What's the best way to have less losers? Let's give people a better ground floor. Mm. Give people Mm. a better place they're starting from because. Clearly people are starting from different places. Yeah. The benefit of starting from a shitty spot is you develop tenacity and grit and drive. But th- that's not everybody. Mm. That's a small percentage of fish make it up that salmon ladder, yeah. and then they become successful. And
2: you got to have a good ladder. you got to have a good salmon yes. ladder. Like and You, you can be the lucky. best salmon in the world, but without a without a good salmon ladder, you're not making your way up it.
0: And you got to not get jacked
2: by a bear along the way. That's, that's also yeah. true. <laughs> so Who's it, the bear in this analogy? I'm not sure. Crime. Uh, yeah, crime sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crime and violence.
0: Crime and violence. And also, I mean, imagine the, and the peer pressure, drugs. the war on drugs. Yeah, that too, right? Mm. Because the war on drugs, because these drugs are illegal, that has propped up organized crime. Exactly, and it there's makes so, it
2: really attractive right. to become a dealer.
0: Yeah, you know,
2: because there's, there's nothing else to do. Well, I mean, listen, you can make a lot of money.
0: You can make zero money because there's no fucking jobs, mm. or you can make millions selling drugs. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know,
0: I mean, it's there's a, there's a way. That that can be remedied. There's a way where the impact of these crime-ridden, impoverished neighborhoods can be mitigated, and we've literally done nothing yeah. and to the dip- publicly
2: address that. It's so frustrating because the uh, like the let's take this plan of yours to Halliburtonize the redevelopment of inner cities, and if you tried to propose that, it wouldn't just. I mean, both sides would object. Like the right would object because the right would be like, "Why are we spending all this money on these people in, in the first place? Uh, you know, they should." be able to swim their way up the salmon salmon ladder mm. without help and then the left would have a whole bunch of like vested interests and they'd be like well we know the way of doing things here like we've been working for many years in these uh, you know communities of need and like it's very important to allow the people who choose to be homeless to con- oh, they're not homeless anymore they're like you know with whatever the euphemism is like it's very important for them to allow themselves to be self-expressed in the way